Hey guys, brand new podcast, and uh, I'm super excited about this one. It's Sober October. We have a, oh wait, my phone's ringing. Hold on, let me grab it. Hello? Hey, what's going on? This is Bill Burr from the All Things Comedy Network. I'm very excited to tell you that we are going to be releasing a stand-up special from the unbelievably talented, unbelievably hilarious, and unbelievably original Ted Alexandro. He has a new stand-up special called Senior Class of Earth. You can check it out exclusively at atcspecials.com and follow the All Things Comedy Network for more ways to support your favorite comedians. This is huge for us. This is everything that All Things Comedy was about. We wanted to get in business with great artists and help them to maintain control and ownership of what they created. And this is our first foray into that. Once again, it's called Senior Class of Earth from the great Ted Alexandro. You can check it out at atcspecials.com. Okay, it was good talking to you, Bill. Uh, call, call me later when you want to talk about other stuff. Anyway, guys, check out Ted Alexandro's new special, uh, Bill gave you all the info you need. I won't talk anymore. I will say that All Things Comedy is my brand. It's my company. I am part uh, of the chairman board with Ari, Dave Anthony, um, uh, Tom Segura, Bill Burr, Al Madrigal, and this is our first special we're putting out, and we really we really want you to support it. So check it out. Enjoy it. Okay? All right. Yes, it is Sober October. Yes, it is Sober October. I say Sober October, and I'll tell you why, because... There's a people that own the brand Sober October, I'm sure. Uh, and I don't want to give them any press when we don't have to. We're not doing their thing. We're doing our own thing. I'm sure they don't put drugs and alcohol in theirs. I'm sure they're not like, uh, we don't like to manage, uh, mention Xanax. We don't like to uh, mention marijuana. It's just, uh, it's whatever you're comfortable with. No, it's drugs and alcohol, motherfuckers. And there's also 15 hot yogas if you want to pull off the full trifecta. But the real challenge this year between me, Tom Segura, Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir, and yes, even Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope's doing a doctor-approved Sober October. He is doing a doctor-approved uh, weaning off alcohol and then uh, and no cigarettes. He's going to get off cigarettes. It's improve yourself. Just whatever the th- your fucking vice is. Uh, I know Will Noonan quit cigarettes a year ago today. I think that's fucking awesome that he's been off cigarettes a year. That's fucking amazing. Whatever your thing is, if it's pornography, I guess. I don't know if that, that's any bad, but you know, if it's whatever it is, try to go without it this month. And I know if you're like, whoa, 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 wait, it already started. That's fine. Start right now. Start right fucking now. I started the day before October. I had an unassisted sleep going in to the first weigh-ins. I weighed 246. Weighed myself today, 240. Six pounds, one day. Hey, Bert, maybe that's a representation of how hard your liver's struggling to make sure you're staying alive. Maybe. But if we got a month to recoup this. And we're also wearing these MyZone fitness tractors all month. They're not a sponsor. We Tom likes them. We tried them. I actually got to be honest with you. I fucking like them. They are complicated as fuck to organize. When you buy one, you have to send and get a code, a facility code from the buyer. I'm just giving you a heads up. We all had to do it. But what it does is it tracks your heart rate and then gives you score points in the thing called MEPs. That's basically how high... That's how how long you had your heart at like in the 80th percentile of working out, which is the real true fitness level. Joe pins his at 99% the entire fucking workout, but Joe is not like us. I have a Mickey Mantle gene, and we will all see what happens because right now I have the highest one workout earning out of the whole group. <clears throat> I scored 325 M- MEPs. I mean, I think if those guys only got like 220, 220 whatever. Um, but so that's it. We're going to, we have a challenge, uh, associated with me, Tom, Ari, and Joe 
the person who has the most MEPs, that means the person who works out the hardest and the most this month will win a prize. Uh, the three other ones will have to pay in a tiered status for that prize that all four will recoup, the last person paying the most, second to last, the second to least, whatever it is. Maybe, maybe we'll just put it up in percentages, but the person who wins the whole week and yeah i know a lot of you think it's going to be joe a lot of you still fucking doubt me a lot of you are coming at me like you're freshmen all ballsy because you were the top dog in eighth grade and you don't know who the fucking juniors and seniors are yeah i'm terrified of fucking competing in this with joe but that's what inspires me we have a championship belt that is going to be made and that belt will be given to the winner, and I want that belt. I want that belt, and I know where I want it to be. I'm going to move that red fire truck right there in my in my man cave. I'm going to put it right there above the TV so I look at it every time I take a cocktail and watch Game of Thrones in here, and I just go, yeah, I earned that. Yeah, I might very well get hurt this month. I, I very well may overwork uh, my body. I ran six miles today in just over an hour yeah that's not healthy for me i've never done that by the way the competition is pushing me harder than i've ever pushed myself the idea of this competition ari and tom are no fucking competition for me they've never done anything physical in their fucking lives they've i've run marathons i've run triathlons i know we're all joking about that but i legit ran a fucking marathon and i'll run another one to win this fucking competition the last day i'll just fucking mep the fuck out of this the last week i will forest gump it and ride my boat my bike to fucking phoenix arizona i have that in my brain don't ever fucking second guess me by the way don't share this with tom Ari, and joe okay this is secret time this is just me oh my special secret times airing on netflix oh my god joe rogan special um strange times is airing on netflix right now um don't ever second guess me i will do whatever it takes i will paddleboard to catalina i will i can't swim because i think the mep thing doesn't work i will do whatever the fuck it takes no joke i will ride my bike to san diego just to win this fucking bet i'm the cinderella story baby mickey mandel gene long strand dna did I mention that all my shows are sold out this month? Okay. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Today's podcast is brought to you by ButcherBox. I came up with this idea. This isn't my company. I came up with this idea at a party probably when Georgia was in second grade. We were at a party where we met our friends, Tom and Sandy, and the woman throwing the party grew up in Iowa, and her brother came down and brought a bunch of all like grass-fed beef, free-range chickens, and like he brought pork chops that were fucking amazing and i and i said to her how do i get more of this where did you get this and she goes oh we, we just grow it it's for our families and he knows that i like it so he, they save some and bring it down ship it down for me and it's you couldn't get it and i was like I can't, I can't get it and she's like no i mean unless you know you talk to my brother and i was like how do i talk to your brother i was like i want him to have meat parties i want him to come down with this exact meat and throw a meat party for a bunch of guys and us to eat it and i swear to god my dreams have come true now we have butcher box butcher box serves a hundred percent grass-fed beef grass-fed and finished beef free-range organic chicken and heritage breed pork that is old world pork before they brought all the fats and flavors that makes it the other white meat they are convenient extremely convenient in that they deliver it right to your front door with dry rice dry ice and they cover anywhere in the lower 48 it is fantastic i made pork chops for the girls the other day i have a 
I have a fridge. There's nothing better as an American man to have a fridge full of fucking meat, a fridge full of protein. And this is hard to get protein. This isn't the kind of shit you can get in the store. You got to go to like the super expensive supermarkets and pay through the nose. This is fantastic protein. We made um, pork chops and the girls hate pork chops. They're like, ugh, they taste like hockey pucks. The ones you get at the store, they just, they're tough. They're like eating fucking shoe leather. And it's almost like overcooked chicken. And you got to season the fuck out of it, and there's no flavor. And I go, girls, I want you to try this one because this is from a new sponsor named ButcherBox. And the girls trust our sponsors so much that they're like, okay. And so I cooked up these pork chops, and Isla goes, I like these pork chops. I don't like the other ones you get. I only like these. So the, the fucking meat is phenomenal. And it's nice to be an American man and have a fucking fridge full of meat. It's a, it's healthy, grass-fed, finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork delivered, dr- delivered directly to your door on a monthly basis. All their products are humanely raised and never, ever given anti-antibiotics. Have we talked about that's why how girls get their periods? That's, that's that You know that, that all the antibiotics and storm hormones and shit they pump into them? That's why little girls are getting their periods in third grade. Yeah, and I have two little girls. So look, I don't want them to get, well, now they're getting boobs because they should be getting boobs. But, but that's the problem when you have little kids, you don't want to fucking pump them up with hormones because that's what fucks up their bodies. So I'm all for this product. Here's the offer right now. Get $20 off and free bacon in your first box by going to butcherbox.com and entering the discount code Bert at checkout. Go to butcherbox.com and get $20 off plus free bacon in your first box by going butcherbox.com and entering the discount code BERT. There's no commitment. You can cancel super easy at any time. Fucking enjoy. Stay healthy. I'm all over ButcherBox right now this whole month because we're doing Sober October and Lean Protein and all these like good grass-fed, free-range, old-school proteins is exactly what I want. This podcast is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is uh, is obviously one of my favorite sponsors. They have one of our longest sponsors on our podcast, and it is the reason the girls are trying new foods. Quite honestly, they have an array of foods, chefs inspired, chef-inspired meals that deliver directly to your door. These days, we're making the meals in 20 minutes or less, and we're spending no more than $10 per person, so it's inexpensive, it's quick, it's reliable. The girls like every single one of their recipes, and they've got a bunch of different meal plans. they got the two-person meal plan, the four-person meal plan, and the wine meal plan, but uh, it's it's amazing. You know, our girls are super picky, and uh, and... But if it comes out of Blue Apron, they'll try it. Here's the other crazy thing is I believe this. I believe a family that eats together doesn't have whores in their family. And so our girls, the other night uh, we had pizza. Last night we had pizza. We were all just so fucked up because Leanne's gone. And then tonight Georgia was like, hey, would you mind making a Blue Apron? And I was like, yeah, well, let's, uh, this is my last night here. It's just with you girls. Let's have a Blue Apron and like really enjoy it. And what's great about Blue Apron is it's fucking healthy as shit. It's not bullshit food. You're eating a good, healthy three course meal, three course meal. Every time there's a, there's some sort of green, there's some sort of starch and there's some sort of protein. Not every time they do pizzas. Sometimes their pizzas are fucking amazing. Let's see what meals they have coming up this month. They got the tomato, basil, pesto pizza. God with roasted cauliflower. Shut the fuck up. Blue apron roasted cauliflower is in my fucking wheelhouse. Stir fried, sweet chili chicken. I'm going to love that seared steak and homemade steak sauce. 
mashed potatoes and sauteed carrots, seared beef dumplings and jasmine rice with steamed garlic bok choy and salad. Ladies and gentlemen, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast to get your first three meals for free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This podcast is also brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Legacy Box. I don't know the talking points on this. I was just on a phone call with them and I talked to them. I found out they were going to be, a, they were a possibly they'd be a sponsor and I lit the fuck up. All I have is tapes from TV shows that I've wanted to put on YouTube. That's all I have fucking boxes full of them. I have boxes of DB tapes from when me and my buddy Croy decided we were going to start making internet videos before the internet was big. I have boxes of the first time Georgia took a shit. I have a video, not boxes of the first time Georgia took a shit. I have a video of the first time Georgia took a shit. It is fucking hilarious. And it is so fucking exhausting to upload this to your computer, to take it and turn it into digital content. That is what Legacy Box does. You send them your videos, they then download them for you and send you your videos and your t- content back in a super, it's the, um, they send you, yeah, you like, you, you can do VHS tapes. Let's see what the t- talking points are. Um, save your family films and photos by, from degrading and being lost forever, uh, unable to play their recordings because they don't have VCRs anymore. That's a great reason. Uh, become a family hero. Bring back lost memories. Cut together a fucking sizzle reel this Christmas of you and your family from Christmas's past. By the way, it's super easy to edit those. You can plug, Isla does it. She just plugs them right into iMovie. And you can just put all the footage in and it'll chop it up and it'll look great. Everyone's like, oh my God. Explore and experience the joy of nostalgia. Gives you a peace of mind. No sense of great accomplishment. Ensure your family history is preserved forever. Send legacy box filled with, send your legacy box filled with homemade movies home movies and pictures and they'll do the rest professionally digitizing your moments into a thumb drive digital download or dvd easy to follow instructions safety and barcodes included for every item receive all your original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies get personalized updates every step of the way receive up to 12 personalized email updates legacy box is the world's largest most trusted that is what you need to hear in this because these are your dvs these are I sent the whole season of Hurt Bird in. I sent all my episodes of The X Show in. Me interviewing Slash. I sent... By the way, there's n- I have no record of that. If if it was to be lost, I would lose it forever. Me interviewing Slash. One of my best interviews ever. Do I trust Legacy Box? I sent them everything. I sent them fucking every... It's going to take them 12 months to download everything I sent them. By the way, it doesn't take them 12 months for yours. I'm just saying I sent them so much shit. There's no way they're going to be able to fucking flip this around. Um, let's see how Let's see how long it takes. I know, I know they talked about it. It doesn't take that long. Uh, I'm sure it says it on here. Oh, I don't see, but... It does, I talked to them on the phone and they were like, it takes like two to three weeks, I think, to turn it around. But they have a guy going through and making sure nothing gets fucked up. There's literally a guy going through making sure none of the footage is fucked up. And by the way, if you're worried as I was, uh, if uh, there might be some pictures of you naked on there, don't worry. They're not grabbing any content and putting it up for their use. That is part of the contract they signed with you. They're not taking anything that you have and going like, oh, here's Burt Kreischer naked. Because I was definitely worried about that. I asked them on the call. And they're like, don't worry, we're, you're 
you're fine. <laughs> we don't have any interest in seeing you naked, let alone saving you naked, let alone posting you naked. And I was like, cool. But I'm trusting them with all my DV tapes, all my VCR tapes. DV tapes are the smaller ones. I'm trusting them with everything. So I, tr- I hope that you do too. I hope that you try out Legacy Box and you're as happy as I am. I will be getting my footage back within the next couple of weeks and I'll start posting videos from them and I'll be tagging Le- Legacy Box in them because Legacy Box is responsible for me being able to up- and upload and edit, the- edit and upload these videos. I'm stuttering a lot today. You notice that? Here's a call to action. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time offer... They are offering my listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BurtCast to get 40% off your first order and save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BurtCast and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. Let me tell you something. I'm being dead serious. Christmas is right around the corner. Do this now. Do this for Thanksgiving. Do this for your parents. Go in and grab all their VHS tapes from when you were a kid, when they were young, when they looked beautiful, and go to LegacyBox.com, and then you edit it together. Just even air it. You can, by the way, you could just play it straight. No one's got a fucking VCR anymore, and play it on the big screen at this Thanksgiving, and be a fucking hero. LegacyBox.com slash birdcast. 40% off your first offer. Thank you, Legacy Box. I'm super excited that you're a, a sponsor because I can't wait to I can't wait to get my tapes back. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by Beachbody. I am in this fitness contest for real with the Rogan, with the Segura, with the Shafiri. And I am going to fucking win. I am going to win. And I, you know how I'm gonna win? High circuit fucking workouts. I gotta, I I have a wealth of knowledge they don't have. Beachbody is not a sponsor to those motherfuckers. They're a sponsor to me, and I am going to destroy them with the help of Beachbody. For those of you who don't know, Beachbody is the largest platform for this type of workout stuff. They have literally all the top brands. They've got P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazilian Butt Lift, Payo, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yoga Retreat, and more. They have got all the world class trainers like Sean T, Charlene Johnson, Tony Horton, Autumn Calabrese, and over 700 workouts, 700 workouts of all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio hit to yoga, even dance workouts. I am doing the fucking dance workout. I am going to switch it up. I'm going to confuse my body this month. I'm going to take it to the next fucking level. And I'll tell you how I'm going to do that on that cruise. I'm going to go onto the app. By the way, you should know this right now. They are a sponsor. They did give us a free code. That code ran out, and I'm sure we could have called them back. We like the product so much, we actually got, we actually bought the entire year again. Both of us, Leanne and I both bought it. So we had it on our phones, and we didn't have to call each other when we were like, oh, my phone isn't logging in. What's the thing? It is so great. You can save the workouts on your phone, have them on your phone. I have wireless headsets, Bose wireless headsets. And so I put my phone over there on the by the workout thing. I have them on my headsets. I watch it from afar. You can put it on your iPad, your computer. Leanne does it on the TV sometimes. It literally is one of the greatest tools for fitness that is out there, without a doubt, without one fucking doubt. And by the way, I talk to them personally. I know some guys there. They're taking it to the next fucking level. Uh, they're taking it to the next fucking level. Oh, Yeah. It's going to be big. I can't talk about it, and I'm sure they're not happy with me talking about it right now. What are you waiting for? Over a million people are currently on Beachbody On Demand. Did I say it's Beachbody On Demand? I did mention the name of the sponsor, right? Yeah, Beachbody On Demand. (laughs) Fucking...
was the name of the company. And right now you can try it for absolutely free. Join over 1 million people are currently using Beachbody On Demand. Right now, my listeners can get free trial membership. A special free trial membership when you text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030. That's BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030. If you're doing Sober October with us, do it. Get Beachbody. You can get it for free. Access to the entire platform. P90X, Insanity, 21-Day Fix, Brazilian Butt Lift, Payo, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yoga Retreat, and more. I will be critiquing all of these on my podcast coming up. I'll, I'll, I'll critique them on uh, and tell you which ones I like, and I'll give you the pros and the cons. And not the cons. I'm not going to fucking shit on anybody. It's a good sponsor. I like having them. Get a free, special free trial membership when you text BERT to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free, all the workouts, the nutritional information, and support totally fucking free. Text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030. Last but certainly not least, and not least of important, this podcast is brought to you by Comedy Central's show on Sirius XM, The Bonfire. Listen, I don't need to do their read. I will do their read verbatim, but I will tell you that when I go to New York, one of my favorite things to do is go to Sirius XM around 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I think 5 o'clock maybe, and go in and do uh, Big J's Bonfire, Big J and Dan Soder. It's one of the best shows on Sirius XM without a doubt. It's my favorite show to do, and I go in there. There's a bottle of Tito's. We smoke joints, and then we all go hang out and have dinner afterwards. It is the funnest show. If you haven't listened to it, I really implore you listen to it. Let me do the read because I'm sure there's something I need to say in their read. The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Dan Soder has been a radio show on Sirius XM for over three years, and now they're releasing their favorite clips. Oh, I didn't know that. Their favorite clips on their very own Comedy Central podcast. Fuck yeah. Oh, I guarantee you I'm all over that. you got to check this out. Oh, my God. Oh, my motorcycle story is going to be on that. This is going to be fucking awesome for me and you and all of us. They figured out if the show's going to be bootleg, might as well make it official. So now, download the best of the bonfire wherever you find your podcast. That's the best of the bonfire. Check out some of their latest blends of best episodes with Nick Fol. Oh, fuck off. Can you believe they do this? They'd have me read this read and not have my name included? I guess I could have just included it and not... Check out some of their latest best episodes featuring Nick Foles, Michael Shea, Neil Brennan, and Andrew Dice Clay now. And Burt Kreischer, you motherfuckers. Come join Big J and Dan as they let you into the life of two stand-up comics with dad issues. And a whole crew of, and a whole crew with dad issues. It's the best of the bonfire. Subscribe now. Go to the bonfire with Big J and Dan Soder on Apple Podcasts to get your favorite podcast or on your favorite podcast app, which is um, laughable. You can also listen to The Bonfire every Monday through Thursday, 6 p.m. I knew it was going to be a 6 p.m. I said every number but 6 p.m. On Comedy Central Radio, that's Channel 95. Comedy Central, Sirius XM's Comedy Central Radio, Channel 95. De- definitely download that podcast. It, the best of is going to be fucking amazing. They have really great chemistry, and I'm, I'm going to listen to listen to the one that we did with Everlast because I think at one point I'm drunk and I go, you don't understand. I'm somebody. It's fucking awesome. So check out those guys. They're two of my favorite human beings. Big J might be becoming one of my closest friends. I see him every time I go there, and now I just go hang out with him. I like My last time there, I just went up on a roof, and we just got high and drank. So check it out. Download it. uh, Leave a rate, review, and subscribe. All that shit you're supposed to do to those things. But uh, awesome. Today's podcast is a person I've known almost 
20 years. Uh, I met her a long time ago when I first came to LA. We talk about that. She is married to one of my favorite human beings in the world, Rich Voss. Rich Voss is fucking phenomenal. He's one of the greatest stand-ups I know. He's one of the sweetest guys I know. And he's also one of the, oh, fuck. We're, come on in. And, uh, and we talk about having kids. We talk about raising kids as comics. We talk about raising kids with sense of humors. We talk about all of that. We also talk about the Rich Voss Roast. Do you know where that's at? It's at VossRoast.com. It is, do you know how much it is? It's $5. Let me tell you something. One cocktail will cost you $5. This pod, this video is for Rich's 60th birthday. They did a roast. It's Colin Quinn, um, Big J, uh, Jim Norton, uh, uh, Jim Florenti, Robert, Robert Kelly, Judy Gold, and it is phenomenal. And Bonnie is on it as well. And it is phenomenal. Are you ready to eat dinner? Okay, we're gonna, I'm coming in a second. Okay, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Um, we talk about parenting children. We, um, I talk about what a bad parent I am. Am I a bad parent? Thanks for the wait on that, Isla. Um, but this is a really great podcast. I think I've been hitting it out of the park with podcasts of people I really enjoy. And I've been really involved in the interviews lately. Like, I think that's because I'm not drinking as much. I was, man, some of those are interviews, like right when you started, I was shaky coming off the road and I was not involved in the conversation. Do you ever notice that? Right, taking the Xanax the night before and I was like fucking nodding in and out. Anyway, this podcast is awesome. You are going to love it. We giggle about our children. If you have children, you are going to love it without a doubt. And if you don't have children, you will look forward to having children because we are fucking cool parents. It is fun. We talk about the rich foster house, that, that, and I think we got it all right. Yeah. Is that it? Awesome. Happy sober October to everybody. I hope you stay sober with me and work out. Get one of those my zone fitness app things and join the, join the team. Tell us your MEPs. Tag us in those posts on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, today's podcast, Bonnie McFarland. This is You started off as a hostess at a comedy club. I started off. I was a, I was a writer. I was writing like ads and stuff. I I gone to college and. I went to Vancouver and I was going to um, be this, uh, you know, copywriter. And I worked at this ad agency for a little while. And then I, I started my own sort of ad business where I'd write, like, I remember one of the things I wrote, safety equipment for kayaking, you know, these pamphlets. And I wrote uh, restaurant menus. And I said all these weird, and um, I had to, you know, supplement my income and uh friend of mine said oh there's a you know this comedy club there's they're looking for a hostess and i got really drunk and went down there i don't know why i did that and uh which was a really good thing to do by the way is get drunk to your job interview because then they think that's how you are and then you can just be drunk all the time and then Uh i was just drunk all the time it's almost like that old stephen wright joke i take my i take my driver's license picture fuzzy so then when Oh, Wait, or something. Is that, yeah, yeah. I think stand up as a joke too about taking your driver's license drunk. So then they take your driving test drunk. Drunk, yeah, something. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I have like nineteen. You're my. You might be my probably my most favorite podcast I've done in a while, and we what? haven't even started. I know. Oh my god, talk. I'm doing so well, well already. I heard you on Marin, I think. Oh yeah. And you were talking about your childhood and growing up, and I did not know any of that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. There's so much I don't know about you. I grew up in the 1800s. I'm a time traveler. You Literally, you, you grew up with a mud floor? 
Yeah. You know what's weird? When I look back on it, I it's like a different person. It seems That's, weird I was, I even wanted to, to say me. That to you. I wanted to say that to you today because I was like, you used to live in LA. And I, yes. I, part of me wanted to go, I, want, I should probably text her and let her know traffic's going to be. And I was like, she lived in LA. My wife does that. My wife lived in New York. She goes, I haven't been back to New York since I had kids. And yeah. there's part of you now where I just think of you as a New York comic. Right. I think of you. Well, That's I actually you. came from Canada to New York. And then um, I went... Then I spent like a year something. I when I got to New York, I I lived in Harlem. I just lucked out and got this apartment that this old woman had died in, and the people were looking. You know, someone who knew somebody. She was looking for someone just to stay in the apartment. So literally, like five days after getting to New York, I had this really amazing apartment in Harlem. Holy um, shit! Yeah, this Canadian. I was like a young girl in Harlem and you know so wait, let's start, let's start, let's, anyway, let's start at the I, very beginning let's start at the very okay. beginning um here's what I know about your sister's special needs right yeah I remember you telling me that I, I don't do you remember meeting me or like knowing me in LA I don't all? know how we, I, I feel like I've always known you but I don't know where did we meet I met you first with Mike Burton and Gary Valentine it was the first time I ever met you yes okay yeah, yeah. we were at we were at seven oh fuck and so I was the first time I ever met you, and we were at, uh, I think, Harrah's. Where was the, there was a comedy was club. Was that the first time I met you? You guys yeah. were so fucking drunk in there. Oh. Who, why was I there? Was Who else was I with? I don't remember. I, I remember. I don't remember who you were because with. Because I was friends with Gary Valentine in New York years ago, when I first got to New York, one of the first people I met, because he took an acting class that, that I was, uh, you know, we both took an acting class together, and he was just the sweetest nicest guy and then when I re-met up with him and you guys I was like this fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> I, I met you then and then uh, oh that's funny and then I'd see you in, in, the, the, in like LA there was like a whole group of comics I couldn't befriend like I just didn't I was like not I wasn't that guy like I, I'm I think maybe I was too much, too loud of a personality. I guess at the time. Well, we for, were like, all being, pretty cool back then. It was like you, Doug Benson, um, uh, 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 Graham Elwood. There oh, was like yeah, a, there yeah, was like a whole yeah, group of right, people. Right. Um, do you remember? Uh, not Nell. What's the Chris? Chris? Uh, what? Chris? Guy or girl? Guy. Chris. Uh, he runs all the roasts. Uh, you know him, Chris. I just was talking to Rogan about him. He started in Boston, bald head, married to. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, a writer. He's yeah, a writer. And he's, yeah, 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 and he's yeah, married yeah, to yeah, 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 another yeah. girl who's yes. a stand-up. There was a black Bess? one. No, there was a black test. There was a black test and a white test. test. Yes, okay. And yeah, so, yeah. like, there was this whole scene of like, and it was all guys that I think were my age, roughly. And they I were was, all in the, all the improv yeah. guys. Yeah, and I'd go over to the improv and hang out. The only person I really knew was Nick. Nick Swartz knew everyone. Yeah, so I was friends with Nick, that yeah. gang, and um. Oh, Anthony. Anthony Clark. Oh God. What's he doing? I don't know. I the last time I saw him, I got real worried. I think. I think. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's not talk about. He's it. my canary in the mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but that whole scene was like a really fun young group of people who all partied, who all had a good time. We and got I was so the, fucking wasted. All I was the on time. the outskirts of it, and I was always like, I was always there and like hanging out. But I now, having been in the business as long as I have, I realize who I was. I was the guy that just, you know, 
hung out with clubs, did spots, but I didn't start with everyone. I didn't do all the clubs. I didn't do any open mics because I had money. And so I was like, because I did a TV show. Right. And, so, and I was a New York guy. And so I'd know like Bobby Kelly when he came out. Right. But then Bobby looked down his nose but at everyone because he was like, dude, they're all fucking clever. They're clever comics. <laughs> well, because we were all real, like we work at the improv, but our real true love was Largo. Yeah. You know, that's where we were all like, we're alt comics, you know. It was, it was like. I it, remember Jen Kirkman one time. She goes, where have you been? I go, oh, I, I went on the road. I, she goes, oh, doing stand up for real people. <laughs> I mean, now Jen that's Kirkman? what she does. Yeah, now Jen that's Kirkman what was that group. But, that was uh, a, there was a, man, Howard Kremer. Uh, there was yes, like, a, it was a yeah. really cool group of people and I was always on the outside and then I was like, and then, and then I slowly became friends with everyone and then I remember one time asking, this is boy, hardcore secret time. I remember I worked with Louie <laughs> in the road Mike. and I it's go, Mike. how, how odd is this that I go, um, wait, who's this? Louis CK. Okay. Yeah. And I go, Hey, what do you think of Bonnie McFarland? Out of nowhere. I didn't have anything to talk to him about, and I figured he'd—I figured he'd like you because I yeah, thought yeah. you're funny. And he was like—I remember he was—he had uh, seasickness bands on, and he was typing on a computer. Chris Rock had written a movie called uh, "I Think I Love My Wife," and Louis was doing punch up on it. Yeah, so it was rich. So this was not that long no, ago. No, this was not. This was 13 years ago. Oh, 14 God. years ago. It couldn't have been that long ago. For I guarantee. You. Rich and I have only been married 13 years. Yeah, it was. You so, and Rich have been married. No, you and Rich haven't been married for 13 years. Yeah. I I'm, think I, I You know. and Rich, you, yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess you would. <laughs> no, you and Rich you got together right when I had my, you guys got together right when we had Georgia. She's 14. So yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I just had Georgia. It was 14 years ago and I asked, um, I think he was, it was Chris Rock's script and Louie was punching it up. I okay, think so it was, maybe prior to, so this is before the actual movie because Rich worked on the actual movie. It was way before the movie. Okay, so yeah. Chris Rock had just come up with the idea okay. and sent Louie the script. Sure. And I said, what do you think of Bonnie McFarlane? And Louie gave me the slowest drawn look like, huh? Because I was just looking for something to yes, talk to right. him about. And then we didn't speak the rest of the trip. We were in a car service for like an hour. Why? He didn't like me? No, he just didn't. He was like, he was like, you're trying to do small talk. And oh, I, oh. Yeah. And so I was like, he's like, she's funny. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. But. I was one of the, I was one of the only women that said no. Wait, he asked? No, no, he never did. <laughs> I wish I had. A, I wish I had a story now. Well, there's got to be women that said yes. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there. There's, I absolutely know women that have not come forward that were like, "Well, he asked. I said yes." They don't feel like it's something. Yeah, it know. is. It's a bizarre. But but anyway, so I felt like I knew. Then you then you met Rich, and I knew Rich for much longer. I knew Rich right when I started. He was like one of the like seniors when I was a freshman. Right. And so, you know, you started dating Rich and I was like, and I had me, we, me, I think me and you did a, or me and Rich did a college together at like USC, US, USC. And you were in him, we just started dating. And Rich, I just had Georgia because Rich was like, little girls are the best, man. They're the best. You're going to have so much fun being oh, a yeah. dad. And I was like, whoa. And all of a sudden it was like, I didn't, I thought I knew who you were. And you were dating Rich, who I, I loved. I loved Rich. I still love Rich to this day. And I was like, oh, I do not know who this person is. <laughs> Why? It seemed I, like because it seemed far-fetched. I you? said it. I was talking to Segura today. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, you know what's so funny? I go, I like Bonnie more because she loves Rich. And he went, really? I said, if she hadn't met Rich and just married some actor, you know, like most, I said, yeah. I would have fucking, I would have just been like, eh, whatever, that's who she is. I would have never thought anything about you. But the fact that you married Rich, I just was like, fuck, yeah. And then I heard, and this is where I want to start. Okay. You grew up in like a small town in Canada. I did not know anything. Not even a town. I grew up in Sticksville. Yeah. Where did you grow up? So I grew up on a farm. 
really far north in Alberta, Canada. Alberta is where Edmonton is. Yes. And so like four hours northeast of Edmonton is wow. where I grew up. So even even to this day, I have to fly into Edmonton and then drive four hours to my parents' house. Is that where your wedding was? No, my wedding was in a, a, a suburb of Edmonton. Okay. Yeah, and it was a because my aunt was the manager of a hotel there, and it was a, uh, um, like a hunting hotel. Like they were dragging deer and elk through, <laughs> like because they had a, they would put them in the back. They had like these big freezers for hunters. Yeah. And that's uh, and now I was mad at the time. I was like. And why was I such a bitch about it? I should have been fucking in my wedding dress taking pictures with... Oh. <laughs> but at the time you're... But at the time I was like, oh, they're ruining it. So so you grew up... What what did your parents do? So my dad's a farmer and my mom's a school teacher. And, but the, really they, you know, my mom got pregnant and then uh, my dad married her, you know, whatever. And... Uh, um, they had a my. They had no money. Their families had no money. They were, you know, their families were both poor farmers. Uh, but my dad had uh, a piece of land that was owed to him in this place, Cold Lake, which was they were they were from Saskatchewan. So they just drove to this fucking piece of land that my dad had, built a house on it. He had to like, you know. Pick all the rocks off it. Built a house on it. Like I mean, they, like they didn't get a contractor and get plans drawn up. They just built a fucking no, house. No, they built a fucking house. My dad built a fucking house and it, then it burned down. Really? Yeah. And so then they lived in a trailer. I mean, it just had some fucking bad luck. I, I think <laughs> like I know that side of my wife. When I first started dating Leanne and we were going to her house, her, her, her hometown to meet her dad, she was super nervous. I wonder if this. I wonder if you have any of this, or if, as a comic, you you this doesn't exist for you, or this is your protective mechanism. Uh, she was super embarrassed. She was like, "My dad lives in a in a like a quickie mart," and I was like, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, he owns like a convenience store, and he lives in the freezer." And I was like, <laughs> "Wait, he lives in the freezer? Lives that in the is freezer. a little weird." And I go, "Okay." She's like, "We're staying in the freezer with him," and I was like. All right, and by the way, I'm not. I, I'm not saying I grew up rich, but I definitely grew up privileged. Yeah. And I was like, all right, uh, you know, I'm game for anything. And then we got there, and there were people in the fucking gas station. It's a gas station and a laundromat, and we were walking luggage through a gas station into the back, and in the back was in the freezer was you know partitioned off with like sheetrock, and was his bed and a couch. It was and nice a, in the summer. It, I fell in love with this fucking place because you know me, I'm a big drinker. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, want a beer, oh and just go God. out and raid a fucking convenience store. I literally was like... That is pretty sweet. Oh, can- I would wake up and walk out in my boxers in the morning and they'd be like, hey boy, that was some biscuits? And I was like, yeah. Oh, it was the best. It was the fucking best. I remember we were going to Europe uh, and I just was like loading up on all the shit I wanted to take on the flight. I was just taking it all. I loved it. But my wife was very protective of that. Was there a part of you when you... Well, where I was growing up, everyone was pretty poor. I no, mean, no, like it, you're the L, when you got to L.A. or when you got to New York. and. Well, no, I mean, I kind of like 
Yeah, there was a time where I was sort of embarrassed about it. The problem was is that my manager and my agency had always want me to fucking do jokes about it. And it was like impossible to do. I wasn't good enough yet to paint this picture of what it really was. And, you know, you look at me, it's like it's hard to reconcile those things. Like even at the time, it was like people really were, I remember people being like, did someone write that for you? Or I, like, I, is I, this yeah. really you? It's like, yeah, I really like my mom's an educated person. It's not like we were like you know we just had this had a lot of bad luck you know but and just, um and just in was like was did it bring you up humble um or like or like uh i will say this about myself i don't have any i i forget about money in my life like i don't like i do stand up i forget to get paid like rich always said like one time somebody was saying something to rich about getting paid and he goes uh um he goes, she does it for compliments. I do it for money. <laughs> but it's a little bit true. Like, I forget. Like, I don't, I'm, I just don't have that. I'm not searching for money or things all the time. Like, I, I know, like, I, even, you know, sometimes I think, like, I just don't want to do anything I don't want to do. I know, I, like, I could, I'd rather downsize than fucking have to do shit I don't feel like doing. So that's, like, my, my sisters aren't the same. They like money. They want but I just feel like I know I would know how to live off the land should it come down to that. That's I think a, I could do it, you know. What's how many sisters do you have? So I have three sisters. Three. Yeah. One is so four. Uh, is total is you. Yes, four girls. Wow, yeah. four girls. And I'm the youngest. Have, yeah. You're the youngest. Yeah. Wow. So do they all then are how varying so different. So the, they're uh well my my one sister uh that's closest in age to me uh the next youngest is uh she's a principal um at a school and she does you know they have a really nice house they they go on you know they're i don't know they're upper middle class i guess and then my other sister started a charity for um uh fetal alcohol syndrome and uh she's really rich really yeah this is like the fucking secret of I work in nonprofit. <laughs> Not for you though, right? <laughs> well, look who has a boat. <laughs> where does she live? So she lives where the on the farm that I grew up on. She and her husband bought that farm and then uh they subdivided it, they sold a little bit of it, and then they built my parents like a million dollar fucking house on their land. That's really and so they have that house and then my other sister Lynn who has Down syndrome lives on the top floor of that house they have like a what do you call that like a grand uh, uh, mother-in-law suite or something yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. yeah so she is how old is she um so she's in her 50s now but really? she's yeah and it's it's tough because she's going downhill pretty fast you know why does that is that is disease or that's not a disease right it's a disorder well, it's like a extra chromosome it's actually an extra chromosome sometimes it's one less chromosome oh really it's like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about it, but is it degenerative? I know like eyesight is degenerative in it, right? The thing is, is that I think she probably has uh, some kind of Alzheimer's. They can't, but it's like hard to tell. They don't know what, you know, she gets tested, but she's, she's losing her memory very quickly. And yeah, um, yeah. but, but there, you know, it's like, you know, I think the lifespan is pretty young. Oh really? For people with Down syndrome, yeah, like probably in their fifties. Was um? Do you is your dad one of those guys that always needs to keep himself busy? Yeah, and he gets very depressed in the winter time. Really? And he would still be farming if people let him do it, you know. But uh, 
Yeah, he's like he want you know he's a he, my my mom's still garden. My mom's still very active. They I think they wish that they could still have a farm with animals and stuff and still wow. be doing it. But so what were your chores? Did you have chores every day? Yeah, fucking chores every day. What were your chores? Well, this is what a weird. Thing. Let me put let me because I'll forget to ask the second question. Basically, I'm interviewing my wife. Okay, because <laughs> okay. I feel like my you and my when I heard that I lost my shit and I was like, oh my god, you grew up like Leanne. Leanne grew up. Um, like B- B- Leanne, I almost want to say was different and a little more uh, impoverished. Meaning, like, I don't think they ever thought they were poor, but like Leanne didn't wear shoes to school until she was like, "Wow, yeah, Le- yeah." Like her thing about her is you can't call her a hillbilly. That was an insult in her yeah. neighborhood. So, so yeah, only- like white trash, we get mad about that. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, you know, we had a farm, but we didn't have like it wasn't junky. And uh, like we had no money, but we ate very well because we had this like we had like 10 acres of garden. And, you know, my parents worked really, really hard all the time. But my question is, it's two part. I want to know about your chores. And then I want to know about how you're parenting and are you doing chores in your family? Oh, my God. No, I mean, I'm one of those parents that's like, when I was growing up, <laughs> the things I had to do. Oh, Leanne does this all the time oh, with the girls. God. I can't believe I used to come home, yes. make myself a snack, do my homework. <laughs> I would then start the laundry for the yes, whole house. Like, yes. and, and it's it's amazing. And then when she said, she goes, so we're going to have a chore list. We're all going to do chores. One, By the way, one of the chores is scooping dog shit. No one does that in yes, the house. Yeah. Isla was not doing chores. And... And then I, she gave me a list of chores. I go, Mom, I'm sorry. I have a job. <laughs> yes. And she was like, no, you have a job. You have chores in the house. If you're a team member of this family. Right. Everybody like, should be doing something. Oh, fuck that. I lost my shit. But you know, it's like, it's like if you grow up a certain way, you just like, I just work really hard. Like I just, I still like, and I'm the laziest one in my family. Like I was told all the time growing up how lazy that I am. But it's like, you, it's like this weird thing that's just instilled in you. That yeah. Leanne, I call it a Lowland Scott mentality. She will regardless fill her day up with activities. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, Hey, you know, slow down. And I'm doing her schedule today. That's when I was like, text you. I was like, I'm out of my mind. I'm fucking losing my shit. That's what up. Rich is going through right now. Dude, I, I, the, the, the second I texted you, I was like, I know Rich is doing what I'm doing and I'm, I'm losing my shit. I woke up today and Georgia's like, just so you know, waking up at 545 you need to be up and running dad mom is up and running at 545 and i was like well i'm just waking up she goes you don't have time for that on mom's schedule she goes if georgia said if you want that wake up at 530 and i said called the annalee and goes oh you need to be it's go time at 545 i i i had to stop myself from writing lists i was like i can't write lists oh my god i've got oh my god halston just th- that's my fucking list yeah see i was like i'm not gonna do lists because he gets so mad if i do a list but Here. if i don't do a list this was my day today oh my god what's today monday <laughs> oh my god 5 45 wake make breakfast start lunch boxes feed dogs see last page for breakfast and lunch box ideas oh my god i i i swear to god i was gonna do that and then i just said no let him sink or swim because anytime i do lists he gets so upset and he won't do it so He's like, I know how to parent. I know what I'm doing. So I was like, oh. so I did like a, a little bit about the dog. Like I, you know, and I, and I had so many lectures, you know, with Raina about like, you've got to parent yourself. Okay. Oh you've got God. to keep, you know, and then, you know, uh, I know, is she going to take a shower while I'm gone? I, I don't think that's going to happen. I haven't even thought about showers. I, I sent Isla to school the other day with a bag of rice. <laughs> like she was working on the railroad. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, he'll just make her buy every day. I said, did she, I said, she goes, Dad, did you forget something? And I was like, Isla, baby, I'm sorry. She goes, soy sauce. I go, oh yeah, soy sauce is what's missing from this fucking lunchbox. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Rich is just doing the same. Got a weird stuff. I'm like, I'm for dinner, he'll go out every single night for dinner. I'm sure. Oh, I already told the girls. I was like, listen, I'm busy day. I got a podcast. I'm not missing this podcast. <laughs> I go, what do you guys want for dinner? And they just lit up. They're like. Can we have pizza? <laughs> I was like, you can have whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Oh, no, that's like great. Taco Bell? <laughs> Taco Bell? Don't even bring up Taco Bell. Isla said to myself, said to me this morning, she goes, I started to make pancakes at six o'clock. If you look oh, at that God. list, that's not in the schedule. No. Yeah, no. Dro- I think drop offs at six. Have them eat breakfast. They'll need encouragement. Yeah, Isla, I made Isla a bowl of oh, chicken noodle know. soup for breakfast this Well, that's morning. like the thing with Raina, too. She won't eat breakfast. I don't know what to do about it. I make her a tea every morning. But then it's like, I what am I doing? Like, this is like when I was growing up, you know, these were all things you did on your own. You didn't yes. have parents fucking bringing you a cup of tea. Time to get up, darling. Yeah. You know, raising the, the curtain up and... Yeah, good morning, darling. What was it like when you were a kid? What was your what was your morning ritual? Like, what was your what was a ri- well, we had day? no running water until I was like in second grade, so it was weird. It, it, you know, we would take my my mom would boil snow for baths, and then it, it, so we'd get a bath once. A, so Raina tells this story one day. Mom, she goes, boiled. Um, I, we're reading a book and at school and. In the book, the the kid took a bath and then another kid took a bath in the same water after. And every kid in the class was like, oh, gross, disgusting. And I was like, oh, God. Um, yeah, that was times four in our times family. I did pick a win last? I, I mean, it was, I don't know. We didn't think about it. And um, one time. Who wants to smell like pussy soup? <laughs> my sister, Lynn, one time shit in the tub. I remember because I was getting in next and I saw her take the washcloth and put it over something that was floating. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. What? Excuse me. What is that? And then I told my mom and Lynn got in trouble and uh, oh, they were mad because now they had to dump the whole thing out and boil more snow and oh. you know it's like a fucking thing that is was it fun i remember having a great time we you know we well there, there was four girls yeah and so uh and we had we all had horses i rode horses almost every single fucking day like a bike like you'd go get on your horse really and even now i think about it and it's so weird like would i even get on a horse now I don't even know. Would I be scared of it? Would I know what I was doing still? We we didn't use um, um, saddles. We just put a bridle on and we'd go. Are you serious? Yes. I've done that once and it was terrifying. Oh, we would race around and try to knock each other off. I remember one time my sister was chasing after me on her horse and I went under the clothesline. You know, yeah. knowing that she'd be too stupid to duck down and it caught her right on the neck and threw her off. It was just constant like that. It was just... That is, it seems like such a... Especially now in the lives that we live, which I'd, I'd say are fairly similar with press and podcasts and direct... Or you're directing, you're yeah. making documentaries, you're making movies. I'm you're, doing some commercial work now. Are you really? Yeah, I do. That's I direct awesome. Commercial. Oh my God, it's almost full circle from this copyright ad. <laughs> yes, I know I'm back to Holy it. Holy shit. But it's so. it seems so romantic to me to think that you lived a life not only without cell phones and apps and, and, a, and a fitness tracker. Without television, definitely. No television. 
I had no interest in television either. Like, it's not like I saw it and was like, whoa. It just never appealed to me um, until I met Rich. He came, I never had a TV, and he came to my apartment when I was living in LA, and he was like, you don't have an iron? First he was mad about that. You don't have an iron? So we had to go get an iron, because, you know, he was like, he's really into ironing. And, uh, And he said, you don't have a TV, so he bought me a TV and a TV stand. That was the first uh, time. Oh, sorry, my kid is calling me. Answer it. That's fine. Oh, I just ignored her. But I, it's just, it's not, I won't stop, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so um, it's weird that like I'm in television because I even after doing stand up for years and years, I never had a TV. I never, you know, that's crazy. Just never into it. It's, it's but I liked being creative. I like writing. I you know. To me, that's as good as watching a TV show, you know, is my own brain like spilling out. So what, what, what do you need to answer it? I got to answer it. Oh, no, she's just texting. Is it, is it okay? Yeah, it's fine. Feel free to answer. My kids will walk in in the middle of this podcast at some point. Okay, good. Um, uh, yeah, I stopped the podcast the other day. All anyone's been asking, why did Isla have the hatchet? Because Isla was walking <laughs> out with a hatchet. And I was like, Isla, no. Like I fucking panicked. Are your kids funny? Uh, Georgia, Georgia always was. How old is she? 14. She's finding her personality now. So I'm watching her. She's a teen. She's, she's going through that point where she's in ninth grade and she's meeting new people and she's trying to figure out who she is. So a lot of it is like, it's so funny. I don't, I know there's a bit in it, but I'm afraid to do it because it's too close, but she's trying to be cool. Yeah. And I'm legit cool. So like... (laughs) I'm watching Not to her. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and I'm watching her and I'm just like I'm I'm like hey stop just she wants to be older. She wants to be grown up. She wants to be uh, older. I've... Isla is I think anyone listening to this would say Isla's hilarious, but Isla's not hilarious on Isla? purpose. 12. She's the one who went to school with a bag of rice and was right. like so, no soy sauce. And then I don't even think I gave her a fork. I, I well, just, 11 12 was great cuz they're not embarrassed yet. You know, she started, she um, was, I think she's, her friends are all like not parent kids. They're like not into parents. Right. Right. And so like, right. Her, Raina's friends too. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, and she's got the, the other thing is we grew, we grew them up very young, meaning like we, we made them stay, we let them stay young and we've kept them sheltered, I guess you could say. So like, there's a lot that I feel like they're they're getting bombarded with at this age from other friends and t- like, like Georgia just found out there's no Santa Claus. Like when she was <gasps> right before she, right. And when she was 13. Wow. It, yeah. I, well, that's I, my I, fault. I, I, so Raina last year was still talking about Santa and I just thought she's playing me. How old is she? She's 11. Yeah. She just turned 11 in the summer. And, um, I, I thought she knows about Santa, you know? And then I said, you know what? Oh, so what happened was, is that, um, uh, she lost a tooth and I forgot to put the money under. That's ours. That's what happened with us. Keep yes. going. And I said, you know what? She goes, she goes, the tooth fairy didn't come. And I was like, like, come on, you're 10. You know this shit. Yeah. So I said to her, I go, I'm going to tell you two things you, you, you need to know right now. <laughs> I go. <laughs> I wish I people are watching this on YouTube. I wish I could see your eyes. Like, listen, kid. I know. Cause I was like, she's playing me. I go, uh, the tooth fairy isn't real. And I saw her, I saw it in her face where she realized, she was like, 
oh shit that makes so much sense where i really was telling her for the first she really never thought about it and then when i told her i go i go wait did you know that and she goes yeah but you could tell she didn't know that and she goes wait what's the second thing and then i didn't want to tell her about santa so i I said you're not i'm not your real mom and then that was (laughs) (laughs) that was georgia isla and georgia used to share a room and this was uh post renovation so this is a this is a year ago they shared a room and they were both in bunk beds and one night georgia's in her bunk bed reading isla's in her bunk bed she lost a tooth and we had helped her write the note to the tooth fairy and we were putting under her pillow and leanne and i were both drinking red wine and uh <laughs> and as isla's putting it under a pillow she just turns around and she goes are you a mom of the tooth fairy just real quick and georgia is reading a book and i watch her eyes look around the room like wait what the fuck is going on yeah because it's suddenly they're like wait that makes sense suddenly that makes a lot of sense yeah like, and then and leanne goes okay yes dad dad and i are the tooth fairy and i was like okay and georgia's like i go georgia did you know that and she goes yeah like just like <laughs> just like Randy just yeah and then <laughs> and then isla goes hold on are you guys santa claus and we were like all right i go listen let me tell you something i said this i go i want to tell you before i say this it has been more fun being your parent and sharing christmas with yeah. you guys than anything and being santa claus is part of that mom and i are santa claus and it has been more fun and i want to thank you guys for everything and georgia i could see it in her eyes that she was about to cry and she was like and then and then she she goes is there an easter bunny i'm like oh fuck we're doing the whole thing thing." and god is not real (laughs) she said to me in the car the other day we're driving back from school and she said she doesn't believe in god she goes, there's no such thing as God. And look, by the way, I'm not. She I'm sounds a, like a smart kid. <laughs> I'm not, I wear all his jewelry. So part of me is like, I go, hold on. Let's not, let's, let's not go there. And let's try to, and I go, there's faith. You got to believe in something. And she goes, well, what do you believe in? And I was like, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? What are we on a date? Like, I don't, I don't, who fucking knows what I believe in? I believe in Tito's. That's why I fucking drink on the road. Cause I'm fucking afraid that I'm going to die and not go to heaven. And then it'll just go fucking black. Okay. Your dad's not the man, fucking man you thought he was. But yeah, I'm. Oh, I've had the God talk because I I'm an atheist, but I told yeah. Raina she you know you could believe in God. One time she was at the uh, playground and her and this they were little they were just playing on the thing and they kept reaching up as high as they could reach and climbing up a little higher and they were saying like I'm gonna reach the sun I'm gonna reach the clouds or whatever and Raina goes I'm gonna reach God and then she turns to the little girl and she goes if you believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is Raina funny? Raina's uh, fucking. Hilarious. I heard, her, I heard her on your podcast once. I oh think, yeah, with you and Rich. Yeah, she's she's very she's 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 she acts the same way to Rich that everyone acts to Rich. Oh. It's so funny. You have no idea the parallels. My daughters treat me the way everyone treats me. <laughs> the way everyone treats me online. The way my friends treat me. My wife treats me that way. My <laughs> wife looks at me like you can't be serious with this. Yeah. And I, I think I I don't know what it is about me, but I really it's either but. They they stopped calling me dad. Uh, oh, a long time. Oh, it's been a long time. They call me right now. George is calling me uh, uh, Dugans. They've called me Bertholomew. They've called me Bertangulus Boy. 
They've called me Bertangs. Bertangs was a one that was stuck for a long, and I hated it. I hated it because we all had nicknames. Isla yeah. was Baby Cheeks, Georgia was Jung Jung, and I got Bertangs, and they're all bullshit fucking nicknames. Leanne didn't get one. Yeah. Leanne didn't get a fucking nickname. Yeah. And and one night we're driving home and they're fighting, and Isla Georgia goes, "I don't like being called Jung Jung," and and Isla goes, "I don't like being called Baby Cheeks." I go, "They're not bad nicknames. I got yeah, fucking yeah, Bertangs." Yeah, yeah. And Leanne, and Leanne goes, you know what? No more nicknames. And then I went, hold on. I like I, I like having a nickname. Yeah. And, they're like, and then they're like, okay, you can stick with Bertangs. You oh, can't call it Jung Jung and Baby Cheeks. And then Isla called, uh, what did Isla call Georgia? Polar Bear Pussy or something? <laughs> what was her fucking nickname? Isla was White Fang and Georgia, and Georgia was, Pol- I forget it. Not Polar Bear Pussy. Oh, Vagina Mouth. Oh my Isla god! Was, Georgia was vagina mouth, and Isla was, but it's but it's interesting that it's like almost like our personalities, who we are on radio, or who we are in personality, or at a club, or it's almost like it permeates into people. Yes, and then they recognize it, even our children. Yes, yes, that's so fucking. Oh, Reyna fucks with Rich. Oh god! But I said Rich, like you know, it's like. You, but he, you know, I've always said this about Rich. He doesn't let anything roll off his back. That's who he is. He fights back on everything, yeah. you know. And even with Raina, when Raina's fucking with him, he fights back on her. I'm like, don't fight back on your own kid. I. That's exactly. <laughs> I, I. It's so interesting. I wish that. I wish that we had. I wish you guys had lived in L.A. in the Valley. So that we, could, I could have seen you guys as drop off yes. and hang out with you guys because I think that would have been funny shit yes. to like co-parent and like because there's some dads that I've done that with Joey. You know, Joey right, comes right. over. Joey's kid is fucking hilarious. I asked him if his kid was funny, and he was like, I "Well, guess. Joey's, but she's funny in a, a very different way." We uh, this past Christmas, we had just got in the pool. Maybe it was this. Yeah, it was guys this past Christmas, and. Uh, Everyone was having a good time. It was Christmas Eve. Everyone's having a good time. And I go into the back and I put on a Christmas Speedo with like bells and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I come running through the party and I jump into the pool and every kid starts jumping in the pool. Yeah. All the kids are jumping in the pool. Well, they're all screaming. And Joey's daughter just looks and goes, I can do it, daddy. <laughs> and, and every and Joey goes, then do it. And the whole party gets around her, and she goes running up to the pool, goes to jump, and stops. She goes, no, 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 too cold, too cold. And Joey goes, oh, come on, you can do better than that. And she looks and she goes, and just leaps in the. It was the funniest goddamn thing. The place went nuts at this kid holding us, like holding right. us by the. It was fucking great. Kids are like the thing is, you know. I, I would not want to be the person that's like, oh, you should have kids, you know, to my, I, but I, sometimes I feel like they don't know what they're missing. They don't know what they don't yeah. have. It's like, it's unfortunate. It's like, they're so, I don't know what the word is. It's like, they're just entertaining all the time. Do you ever, th- I get really depressed when I think, like Leanne said one night, we were talking about buying a new house and Leanne's like, um, well, you know, we only really got, we we're like six years and the girls are out of here and I fucking yeah. panic oh I, I get pa- uh, Raina's only 11 I start thinking well so it's like she's gonna be in middle school and then high school and oh my god oh that fucking that freaks me out but you guys have like Rich's first two daughters well they're already you know in the, the late 20s that's crazy yeah, uh, Ellen's getting married you know Jessica's uh, lives with her boyfriend they have, I you remember know. when they were children 
I know. It's like they fucking grow up. It's crazy. It's so fucking. I don't want them to grow up. If you could, if you could freeze a child, what age, at what age would you? Well, freeze this is what I. You know, when when she was first of all, I didn't know I was gonna like babies. I was. I, I didn't think you. I didn't think you were going to. I when you when you got pregnant, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear this act. <laughs> well, I. I just thought I'll wait till she starts talking and then I'll be good with it. But I fucking love, I mean, I don't know if it's biology. What I wanted to have more right away. I was Why just like, because Rich was like, I'm an old man. I'm not having any more kids. Was, He's not, oh, how old's Rich? 15? He's 61 now. Oh, that's right. I went to his yeah. 60th birthday yeah, party. Yeah. And uh, um, so, but anyway, then, then they're one and they're walking. It, it, like every age I kept thinking, oh, this is the best age. I don't want her to get any older. Then they get a little older and you're like, oh, this is the best age. And, you know, now that she's 11, it's like, um, and I take her on the road with me and I would not, I would die on the road without her. I mean, I just can't imagine going on the you road. You take her on the road with you? Oh, yeah. I would like, love that. I mean, it's like. We get up in the morning, we go, we hit the pool. Like she knows, she's so easy. She's been going on the road with me since she was a baby. So she knows the drill. She comes to radio with me in the morning and shit. Really? And uh, yeah. And, but it's like, it's like I've always my whole life wanted to have like a best friend that was like into doing comedy bits. Like it's hard to find a girl that just wants to, you know, at some point they want to talk about their relationships and yeah. stuff. And it's like, ah, let's just do bits. Let's just, can we just do that? And uh, I finally have it. It's like, I, I didn't realize, oh, you can make it. <laughs> you can make your own. And so like, we just hang out and do bits all the time. And it's, she's so funny. And it's like, we're always, it's, it's as though we have, um, it's like we have we have like 10 TV shows in the works all the time. We're like, oh, that one goes in this show and that, yeah. you know, I thought of an idea for that show or whatever. And there's these just like just constantly doing funny bits. It's, you know, it's the greatest. It really is. I think I, I, I talk a lot about my kids on stage right now. And this weekend I got very like cognizantly like aware of it, like where I was like, I was like, am I, am I turning into like the dad comic? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, I'm not known as that. Like, I'm the fucking machine, party guy. Fucking. <laughs> right, right. But then I had the, you know, like my last special, everyone's like, wow, Chrysler really matures into adulthood. Uh, You're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, I'm not. And, but all my all my parenting, I mean, I'm a horrible parent, meaning like I, like I, one of the bits I did is I took a, I thought I took a, uh, Diet Coke to a parent-teacher meeting and I had a Coors Light. That's so like, hilarious. Yeah. So like it's it's still young or fun but I but I you know it's like as they I, by the way the answer for freezing is definitely before 14. 14 has just been rough. Oh yeah. My wife said to me that what was happening was she needed her space and I was turning into the psycho ex-boyfriend. Oh my God, that's so great. And she was, and I literally said, so right, what you the more she pulls away, the more you're like, let me in, what's going on? And fighting with her and just being like, wait, whoa, whoa, how come? Like I, and, uh, and she, I literally said to Leanne, so what you're saying is I got to just not be that into her. And Leanne's <laughs> like, oh my God. She was like, you're fucking your daughter up. Leave her alone. And I was like, okay, I guess. Will we ever get back together? <laughs> Well, I think like I mean I I've, I'm sad to hear it's that soon, but I think like in the teenage years they have to pull away from their parents. Like it's something that 
biologically has happened just in case the parents are bad they can now go out and formulate their own thoughts like you know if they grew up in a cult or something they can go out and formulate their own thoughts and you know be their own people so even if you're like a fun good parent they have to rebel against you they have to it's just like it's it's like a safety mechanism in a way so they can have a good life then they come back then they go oh you're not that bad i was smoking pot at her age Oh God! Don't I. It breaks my know. heart. She asked me. They asked me the other night. Oh yeah, um, what are you gonna say? I mean, they asked me the other night. Uh, it was a group. They said, uh, "How were you when you first smoked pot?" And I just lied. Yeah, I think I was I like would eighteen. Too. Yeah. And they were like, and my wife's like, oh, and I was like, I'm not gonna tell you, say fucking thirteen. We have sex talk with them. You did. Well, Raina was young when she asked me how babies were made, and I said. um, we're laying in bed. Rich was on the road, so she was, she sleeps in my bed um, on the weekends when he's gone. And but she was young; she was like six, maybe seven. She, yeah. I said, um, "The man plants the seed inside the woman, and then the seed grows into a baby." And then uh, she goes, "How does he get the seed in there?" <laughs> I go, "I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> she goes, "Wait, where's the seed coming out of?" The man. I need to know. I was like, I don't want to talk about it, but she won't let it go, and I want to go to sleep. So finally, I go. The, the seed comes out of the man's penis, and then she goes, "Well, how does it get into the woman?" I go, "I don't want to. Can you please just go to bed?" This is. She goes. Then she goes. Oh my god! Oh my god! She swallows it! Oh my god! And then I go. I go, no, no. It, it goes in her vagina. You can't swallow it? No, you can swallow it. But it's not going to grow. Yeah, it's not going to grow. I, I go, no, no. It's, it's not going to grow. It's through her vagina. She goes, oh, phew. That was so much better to her than having. Good night. Good night. Oh, oh my God. She swallows it. Oh, she was horrified uh, by that thought. I told, I remember my, my sister and I were in the car one time and I said, um, I don't remember it, but my parents, they've talked about it a bunch. My, I go, N-, all they heard was, no, Annie, the guy pees in the girl's mouth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know anything came out. I didn't know anything came out until something came out. I didn't know stuff came out. I, mean, oh, I, was, I, was, oh. I was masturbating, but I nothing came out. What? Yeah. Well, Wait, well, you weren't actually orgasming? No, I was. When you're young, young. I mean, I don't know when I started. I'm saying, I guess maybe 11. Oh, oh okay. Before you hit puberty. Yeah. Uh, I think the stuff came out maybe in eighth grade. So when I was Did you 13, think you were dying? I thought I broke it. Mm. I was like, I knew it. Like, I thought, when I did not know anything about masturbation. I, I discovered it um, in a pool. I was up next to a jet. Oh my God. And yeah. then you're like, wow, this is great. Did you uh, know to be ashamed of it or no? I loved it. I loved Did you just stand there in front of everyone? No, I, I didn't know. I did, I, um, I swear to God, I was in a, I'm not going to say the guy's name because he might listen to this, but I was in someone's pool. He can figure it out if he knows it. <laughs> I, was in, I was in someone's pool and I went home and I was like, I was almost like, like in Field of Dreams, like where he's just like, <laughs> I can't believe there's something else out there. <laughs> I've been looking for this my whole fucking life, and I think I found it. And oh I got in the car. My we were, we were picking up my aunt Judy at the airport, and I was still just like eyes wide open, jaw dropped. And I got in the car next to my dad, and I was like, "Dad, I just discovered the most." And he goes, "Is this another another one of your stupid fucking ideas?" And I went, "You know what? I'm not going to tell you the secret to life. I'm going to keep it to myself. If you're going to oh treat me like that." My God. And I decided at that instant not to share it with him. 
and I would have I would have said to my dad dot 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 right but orgasm. what would he have said I my would dad knowing you, my dad he made you feel bad about it no uh, I don't know but I my, my dad wasn't still to this isn't very open like that All That's right not him. he would have been horrified oh yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm horrified thinking of the idea of him hearing this right now, but he, um, and then, and then I tried to figure out, I, f- I spent a period of time trying to figure out how to re get it. So I was like, it's gotta be in a yeah. pool. This is fucking stupid. I didn't even know what it was. And then one day I saw the movie Porky's and the guy went like this. Oh, you're probably in the back. Just whacking it. I knew a light bulb went off and I went, you're like, that's it. I wonder if you do that with your hand, if that works. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay, this is, I don't have to get in the pool in the middle of the night. Like I oh like, my God. and so I discovered it then, but I thought it may, it meant you were gay. Oh my God. I know. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anyone that did it. And I just figured, I just came to terms. Like I knew that I liked to look at women doing it. Like, cause my mom had a Vogue magazine of a girl, um, like on a beach doing like Cobra pose, yeah. I guess, but you could see her nipple. And I knew that that's my thing. Right, right. Ever since I saw Wonder Woman, I knew that I was into girls. Right. Wonder Woman, the bugaloos, the girl would always get tied up. And I oh was hardcore. It's so crazy how your psyche like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 this can, this gets really deep. This gets really deep because I then, um. I just thought I was gay. I was figured that's what it was. I mean, I'll, I mean, even in high school. But did like, you read books and stuff? I I knew that when I we went to when we got to ninth. I mean, I remember knew that guys would say like, "You don't jerk off, do you?" And I'd be like, "No," and no one admitted it. No one in my high school admitted it. They never admitted it. And so the whole joke was trying to get people to say they jerked off. We went to All Boys Catholic High School. No oh, one right. would fucking admit it. No one would admit it. And so. I'm like dating girls, but I always had this secret in my head that I masturbated. And I was like, I guess that makes me a pervert or something. So I just assumed I had a problem. Like, and you thought pervert meant gay. I probably think pervert meant gay. Like secretly, it's whatever gay guys got, I got it. I just happened to be into women. Right. And then uh, and then, uh, in senior year of high school, uh, Scott, I'll say his name. He's a good guy. I don't think he goes by the same anymore. Scott O'Brien and I were on the beach. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Drop his full name. And he goes... Uh, we're sitting on the beach and we're drinking beers. He goes, hey man, I want to talk to you about something, but I don't know how to talk to you about this. And I went, okay. And he was like, do you know that thing that everyone says they don't do? And I was like, immediately, I was like, oh my God, please say you do it too. And he was like, I go, I think so. He's like, the thing that everyone says, if you do it, it means you're gay. And I went, yeah. And he goes, okay, I do it. And I'm not gay. And I was like, I do it too. And he goes, okay, I've had this conversation with Tyler. Tyler does it too. Like, we all do it. So, and I was like, oh my God, it was like a We're burden. all gay. Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> I would have been so much easier. But I was like, I was like, oh. And I was like, so, so. And he's like, we Joe does it. We all do it. Everyone does it. And I was like, it took a burden. And then I literally, literally a month later, I went to college and everyone talked about it. Like a month later. You know, it's. Like, because we didn't have television, so we were literally allowed to read anything. I read every book in the house, any book that came through, any book in the library. My mom never stopped. I read adult books, you know, and it's all in there. Yeah. It's like, you know, probably from the time I was like eight or nine, I was reading about sex. And so it seems crazy that you wouldn't have, it hadn't come across your I, it was always looked shamefully, like something that you were like, ugh, what kind of guy are you that does that? When I found out, I literally, 
a month later, I was in college next to a guy who we would, who I grew up with, and always said if you did it, it meant you're gay. And then they were talking about it in our fraternity house, and he was like, oh, "I do it all the time." And I was like, "Where were you fucking a month ago?" But it was like, but still, Leanne, Leanne never, never masturbated. I think she has like once or twice in her life. Yeah. Wow. She's just she. I don't know. I I thought it was the next place I was going because I was like I wondered. I always wondered if it was her upbringing. Well, the weird thing is, is that we, you know, even just having this conversation, I realized like because my mom had some pretty dirty books in the house. Really? Yeah, and uh, there were some westerns that my dad would read that were kind of you know had some fucking rapey shit in there and. <sighs> Um, I can't remember the name of the one author, but I remember reading like a whole, it was all about being gay. The guy was gay. And then the woman was saying to him like, fuck me like you fuck the boys, which meant in the ass. And so I was like, whoa. I mean, I remember like at 10 being like, that's how gay sex works. Okay. Oh. You know? And, uh, but my parents never, they never were, they knew we were reading it. Sometimes you'd ask, you know, I remember asking my mom what, um, what a hard on was at one point in one of the books. And she was like, oh, when you have sex, guys get, their penis gets hard. Really? And you're like, oh, okay. Your but there's no were, shame around any of it, really. Were your parents religious? No. no. Okay, that might be part of it. No. I think if you grew up in a religious household, and my parents weren't religious, but we religion was, like we, we went to church every now and then. My mom would go to church because she played um, the organ in different churches. Oh, really? Not. Yeah. In, in, um, in the town and so we were allowed to go to church if we wanted to but um or we could stay home with my dad which i did what um that's interesting my uncle i won't say my uncle's name because i know that now this sounds like a hate crime but i was in <laughs> oh, no. uh, a couple of my uncles getting a lot of stuff out of this a couple one. of my uncles got aids and uh and um and another uncle pulled me aside in san captiva island uh, and I mean, like in a really weird way, pulled me around to the back and he's like, you know, they have AIDS, right? And I was like, huh? He's like, you know what AIDS is? I go, no. This is a first, probably, I, I think I'd heard of AIDS. Were you like 15 or something? I, I would say, I, I want to say I was much younger. I must have been eighth grade. I think eighth grade. Yeah. Although, although if my family listens to this, they definitely correct me and go, they got AIDS when you're in high school. But all I know is my uncle told me, one of my uncles said, uh, you know what that is, right? It's when you fuck a dude in the ass, you get AIDS. You're not, you're not gay, are you? And I was like, oh, I don't think so. And I was like, I jack off. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I so thought you're I got, getting I, a lot of weird oh, messages. I remember, I remember when they talked about getting HIV. I remember I saw it on 2020 in my parents' room, and I was like, all right, I masturbate. I wonder if that means that I can get HIV or get AIDS. And I remember going, Dad, I think I might have AIDS. My dad was like, You don't have fucking AIDS. Is everything okay? Oh my God, this, this is my daughter. Wow. As we talk about masturbation and age, she goes, in all caps, Mom, I will do anything, literally. I will clean the house 5,000 times. Just let me donate $500 to the hurricane relief. Oh my God, I can't. What, is, what happens to her? Why is she uh, donate? For Puerto Rico, for a thousand... <laughs> It sounds like she's such a good person in the beginning of the text, but now that I've opened it up, 
for 1,000 entries to an all-expense-paid trip to Puerto Rico <laughs> to see Lin-Manuel Miranda perform Hamilton and meet Lin. Mom, please, I, I will cry if I don't. <laughs> In the beginning, I was like, whoa, I didn't know she was kid. so into charity. What a great kid. Just, I get to go to Puerto Rico. No, she wants to meet Lin-Manuel Miranda because he, she, she sings all, like, oh. She's just so into Hamilton. She sings all those songs all the really? time. Oh my god! I wonder if I wonder. If, I I I was thinking about Raina yesterday, two days ago, and I was like, I wonder if she's more street smart than my smart than my kids. I wonder if she would be a little slicker than my kids because she is an an East Coast kid. I have West Coast kids. Right. She is around a single child, and in a weird way, I feel like with two children, you almost. It's it's almost like they don't grow. They up. can hang out together. Like she hangs out with me or whatever. Yeah. Well, she. You know what's weird? She's since she was a baby, she's watched um, Family Guy. She's watched every single episode probably three times. She's, you know, yeah. really into it. And every time you talk about something, she knows what it is already from Family Guy. And I'm not even saying that in a bad way. Like. Like if you bring up the Kennedys, she, she, she knows about the Kennedys from Family Guy. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like one time she she referenced Chappaquiddick, and I was like, "How do you know about that?" She's like, "Family Guy." Like, <laughs> oh it's my! Weird. My daughters watched uh, uh, Deadpool two with me last night. Yeah, and uh, he's he. Spoiler alert, everyone! But. Uh, the, in the beginning of the movie, he's watching Yentl with his girlfriend, and at the end, do you, have you seen it? I've seen Yentl. Okay, well, I have not seen. Josh that. Brolin's in the movie, and he starts singing Yentl as he's going to get gets yeah, injured yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. And I start laughing, and they go, "That's great." And I go, "Do you guys get that joke?" And they're like, "Yeah, he's singing at the beginning of the movie." And I said, "No, you know, <laughs> Josh Brolin's mom, stepmom is." Barbara Streisand and yeah. they're like who's Barbara Streisand I go that's a woman singing Yentl <laughs> yeah. and she was like wait what's Yentl I go the fucking I go <laughs> oh wait gosh. yeah and then what are you and, guys laughing at <laughs> yeah I go what are you laughing at and then they laugh when he goes easy Thanos they both laughed and I yeah. go do you know why you're laughing at that and they're like yeah and I go I know why and she goes dad Thanos and I go what's that mean she goes I don't know you tell me I go Georgia do you know why I laugh she's laughing and she goes why don't you tell me why I'm laughing and I go because Thanos is played by that actor and they went what and I went what are you guys laughing at like what do you find so enjoyable about this movie but they don't they didn't get any of the fucking jokes right. throughout the entire movie right and I was just like but I, I don't think they're I always say they're not that bright but they just they're just really sheltered I think yeah I think Raina's been on the road she's I I you know I used to think she didn't listen to the other comics one time um when she was really little though she goes the the guy who's opening for you is really funny I go what and then she did the whole thing of his act. And he was pretty funny. I hadn't been paying attention either. Who was he? <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but he did this whole thing about um, that show. Uh, I only know this from Raina doing it. Um, uh, uh, Bigfoot hunting. You know, so there was some show. He said they should just call it camping. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this whole bit. George Isla, we were but, going to a Dodgers game and Isla is doing this bit in the back of the car about a guy that came to her school that scared them into getting kidnapped 
and said, when they get you, they throw you in the back of the trunk. And you know how you get out? You punch out the window and you wave to the car behind. She's like, I know I'm, sh- I'm fucking this up. And she's like, I know the car behind is going to be like, that's an aggressive way to take a left turn. And <laughs> that's I'm, pretty funny. It's John Mulaney's. Uh, she had seen John Mulaney do it on Netflix with some friends uh, and was doing the bit in the back of the car. I'm sitting up front as a comic going, yo, is that... Can I use I that? I literally was like, is that yours? And she goes, no. That's our, our number one rule is if you hear it on TV or something, you got to be honest yes, with that. Yes, and say. yes, And so she's like, no, that's this guy on Netflix. And I go, who? And my buddy Eric's laughing. He goes, it's John Mulaney. Ah, oh, damn. God yeah. damn John Mulaney. But. Raina, um, one of the first jokes she ever wrote was she said, um, okay, you go on stage and you're in a wheelchair and you got a uh, <laughs> cast... You got a, a thing on your neck, one of those neck braces. Your arms are in casts, and you go up to the roll up to the mic, and you say to the audience, "You should feel sorry for me. I'm married." <laughs> like, That's a pretty good joke. That's too much to do to take all those casts. Uh, Isla's but, first uh, joke she wrote. I, um, it was her and Georgia wrote it together. They woke me up. I was, I I ended up never doing this on a special. I don't think. Maybe I did um, on the last one. They woke me up. Isla was sitting on my chest, and they're both giggling. And Isla goes, guess what's in my hand? She's got her hands closed. And I, I'm now I'm panicking. I'm like, I have no idea what's in your fucking hand. She goes, guess. I go, I don't know what. And she goes, a punch in the mouth. And hit me in the face. <laughs> and I was like, the first thing I said is, I go, did you guys write that? And they were like, yeah. I go, all right, it's mine. I'm taking it. <laughs> And they're like, is it funny? And then the tag was, it will be when we do it to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first thing that, but she's, the, the, the two of them collectively make me laugh for totally different reasons. Um, but Ilo is the standout with fucking ridiculousness. Yeah. Like the point, to the point where Georgia and I will laugh at things she said. Yes. We were we were snorkeling one time with all out in Hawaii when Isla comes up, we're all sitting in a group, I think with a guide or whatever, out by a reef. And Isla pops up, and she's got a floaty, right? She They had noodles for snorkeling. She pops up next to us, pulls her mask and snorkel out of her mouth, and goes, you got to the count of five, big boy. <laughs> and, and I go, I don't, what does that mean? And Georgia goes, I don't know. If I were you, I'd start swimming. <laughs> her brain just works very differently than anyone else's. Uh, that same trip, that same trip, I, that kid. But it's is, so great that she gets to be in this family because it's like, you know, there's other, I, I have a friend who, uh, we came over to my house and Raina and, and um, first of all, I said, hey, I'm making uh, mac and cheese. Does, you know, your kid wants some mac and cheese. She goes, we ate at lunchtime, which I was like, well, this is going to be awkward. And we uh, ate at lunchtime. I'm like, what? Oh. And then, uh, so they're sitting at the table eating their mac and cheese and we're in the living room and we just hear them. We can't see them. And they're pretend there's a flower, like a little orchid or something that was on the table and they're pretending to make it talk. Well, you know, and all of a sudden, Kathy goes, uh, Kaylee, stop it! Enough! And I was like, oh my God, they're just fucking around. They're just kidding, yeah. you know, whatever. And she goes, when she's eating, I like her to sit down and eat. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't know. It just seemed exactly the opposite of what I feel like you should do as a parent. Yeah. Like, foster the creativity. Like, why would you want to just... It's amazing when you have kids come over to your house and do things i remember in, at a young age georgia had a friend come over and uh and she goes uh let's play drunk and georgia goes 
what's that? She goes, it's where we put our panties around our ankles. And we just go, I'm so wasted. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, (laughs) we were like, whoa, put our panties around our ankles. And, and Leanne and I were like, uh, you guys aren't allowed to play drunk. We play it differently here. That's where dad goes, no one's giving me a break in this business. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to do this thing with Raina where I'd, I don't know how it started. I think I would, she'd come to shows with me. I'd say, you have to stay away from drunk women because drunk women would come and try and pick her up or oh, whatever. Yeah. I said, they'll fall on you. And, and then, um, you know, anyway, I'd start doing impressions of being drunk and she loved it. So she was always like, be drunk, mom, be drunk, mom. And we so dumb to think about it. but like you know she's three or four years old and I'd be like get over here Ken. and I'd be drunk mom and then one day I realized she's gonna go to school and tell someone that like oh my mom does drunk mom I, so then I had to sit her down and be like you can never tell anyone about this oh oh we have we have we have legit Isla, oh my God, I feel like all we're doing is telling children's stories. Everyone's like, God, they're your fucking kids. One time Isla nominated me to read a book. I used to read books to the girls and I'd read it like um, Sam Kinison. Right. So so I go, I go, uh, there once was a lady who swallowed a fly. What? Swallowed a fly? She's gonna die. She's gonna die. A death. The spy's gonna. And I just, and I'd. I'd and go, they loved it, and right? I, they'd love it, and I and I could always curse them. Like, oh fuck, fuck this fly, fuck this fly! Yeah. And so I was in kindergarten, and she nominates me to read the book, and so I go to there to read a book. Once a woman saw a fly, and I was up front, like, "Yo, you're bombing!" Like looking at me, going, and like saying to her friends, "Like, don't worry, he'll turn it on." Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, and then she goes, "Daddy, read it in the daddy words." And I go, "Oh my god, you want me to read it like Sam Kinison?" Oh my god, you've told your friends, "You got to see my dad read; he's hilarious." <laughs> and I go, "I baby, I, I don't know if I can do that like that." And she goes, "Dad, you have to." And so I did it, but I didn't curse. I right, said stuff right. like poop, and it murdered. <laughs> And then, and now Isla's like feeling, she goes, tell a story about fighting a bear, dad. And I was like, oh, so I go, I fought a bear one time. And everyone's like, what? I mean, I got this kindergarten guy. I get to the part where the bear's fucking me in the ass. And I go, oh, I don't have an out. Like it, it just goes dirty from here. It rapes me and teabags me. And that, and I was like, oh, I don't have an out. And I was like, I was like, finish dad. Remember he, and I'm like, the story's over, Isla, story's over. But yo, we have to, we have secrets where we just don't. I know. It's like, you know, that's what you should do. Teach your kids about secrets and not horrible so let's pivot out of kids and talk i want to talk to you about what i think is pretty fascinating considering you've been in this business i would say as long as i have almost 20 20 over 20 years okay i've been 23 20 i've been 20 um this november yeah so how how bad was it being a woman in comedy when you started to to where you see things kind of changing a little bit now where women are getting, I, I would say, and I don't, I don't know if that's accurate, but it sounds like women are getting more opportunities or there are more women-based shows. Because when I watched your documentary, you dressed as, it was one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a scene. I was laughing so fucking hard. I want to say I called, texted Rich, because yeah. I don't think I had your number. But when you dress as a man, I think, it, were you at uh, at this comic strip? Or catch? No, uh, no, comic strip? We're at the comic strip. And you dressed as I a- dressed as a man and went on stage as a man and bombed. And then had a little cry outside. You know, it's funny because it's like... Hold on. You're underselling that oh so hard. God. You're dressed as a man and you have a cry outside with Rich, who is very 
who's like you're his wife and he's he's being there for you yes but people are walking by and yes. your dress is a man and, rich, and i'm and crying, and, crying. And, then, and then rich is kissing me yeah and uh trying to make me feel better yeah <laughs> so, it was so, so funny <laughs> to watch rich kiss a dude but i you know <laughs> it, i've cried <laughs> after shows before and uh twice now i as a headliner i've had to coddle my opener in my arms right before i go on being like you're it's fine this these things happen you know and then i gotta go on stage and rich said can i just say that's ne- i've never had to do that to a dude, oh, dude. <laughs> that, is, that might be the one of the biggest differences i've never thought about crying for mine mine is more like a self-loathing of like why did you let that happen why how did you do that yeah. it's always my fault in like a very like direct like oh man you were fucking nervous why were you nervous i know it's so fucking when you don't live up to your documentary was absolutely fucking awesome well i i really want to do it again (laughs) like now but you know the thing was when i did come out right before almost women's rights blossom yes people kind of were like nah this is kind of dated like i i remember some some fucking big podcaster he was like um you know do we really need to find out if women are funny or not or whatever and it's like oh really dude like what about i mean the thing was is that when i was coming up i don't know if it was that i was in Canada or that we were just steeped in the sexism and so you didn't ever I never complained about it I never thought about it I just was like well just get good get undeniable you know which I think I just put blinders on and although I do, sometimes I would go on stage and men in the audience would put their heads down they'd just be like oh like a girl oh, is coming like go, oh. online, go online any day of the week and listen to what people say about female comics. And I, and I know there's people listening to this podcast. That's why I'm glad to talk to you about it because I, in a weird way, this sounds silly, but like you're married to someone that listened to this podcast that everyone loves. Yeah. And you're, you're entrenched in a real bro comedy scene. Yes. And so your, your insight to it is different than like, say, you know, I had a very funny uh, female comedian on here that was very, pro women's rights about the store and she got a lot of shit for it and i felt bad it was it was at times it was a tense conversation and i was trying to listen and i maybe and but people got mad at me because i didn't i didn't defend guys i'm like i'm not here to defend guys i'm not not, i do not i don't like confrontation and i don't have an interest in inviting someone into my house to fight with them right and if someone has a bone to pick about female rights to me then i let them pick the bone and i'll listen to them yeah but i think it's you have an interesting perspective and i think i think my audience sees you in a very different light because you are friends with all their heroes and you're married to one of them yeah i i mean i i i honestly like i think for a long time i just never i wouldn't i wouldn't deal with it i just want but i i do remember some very like you know sexist bullshit the thing is is that when you're married to a man comic you start to realize that it's like yes i may have sexist shit happen to me but he has shit happen to him like it's like not every it's like um in high school if you're fat you think everyone's just being mean to you because you're fat it's like no they're saying you're fat but they would be they'd find something else to say to you if you were something else it's like you know we're not like i'm the bully in this situation we're not just being mean to fat people (laughs) we're being mean to everyone no but i mean like i got bullied you know in school because i was fucking you know poor dumb trash and uh 
you know, my sister got bullied because she was mentally handicapped. So it's like, you know, people get people like are mean to you for the first thing they see, but they would be, they'd find something else. If it wasn't like being a woman, they'd find something else to fucking trash you about. Like, I'm sure you get trashed online, right? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, people just like, they're just fucking mean out there, but I want to um, say to them, I want to say, because I know some of them are trying to be funny sometimes. Right. I, I, I give anyone credit if they're trying. I will favorite some shitty thing that someone says about me if I think that there's some nugget in there of them trying to be funny. But if they're just going to be like, hey, you dumb cunt, I'm like, well, like, you're blocked. Yeah. And it, and it's it's funny because you see people. I saw I someone, uh, someone was, t- I, I don't know, someone was talking shit about some woman online, some guy. And just to read the comments that the that the people were writing, I was like, I was like, wow, that, that's crazy. You don't like I could see it because it didn't hurt my feelings. Like I was watching from the outside and going, like, first of all, that's none of that's founded. Like it's your those are opinions of a person just lobbing them from fucking left field, going, fuck her, no women are funny. I was like, oh, that if you go through life like that, you're gonna miss out on a lot of fun. Yeah, like I I can say wholeheartedly while making eye contact with you that I find women hilarious. I find people hilarious. Like oh, I just started calling someone. Fuck, well, the fuck. thing is, is that like you know the the sad truth is, is that a lot of times the people that are you know being. I remember one time this fucking comic. This is the most sexist in my fucking opinion. If that happened to me. He's talking to this comic that I know. These are two comics talking. And the one guy, when I walk up, stops and he goes, oh, I don't want to say it in front of a woman. And the other comic goes, it's Bonnie. And he goes, I, it's, a little, it's a little rough. And I was so offended. Like, go fuck yourself. And that guy thinks he's a feminist. That guy thinks he's like this great guy because he didn't want to say something fucking rough in front of me but to me that was like the most demeaning thing i'm a, you know have you yeah. ever seen my act like do you know what i do do you know what i fucking put up with i think i can handle whatever yeah. swear word that you were about to fucking come out that with. is a weird thing that's going on now is like there is a a thing of guys almost isolating themselves from female comics because they don't want to come off sa- saying the wrong thing right like and it's so bizarre to me I never talked, I never talked, I know I don't really talk sex stuff, I mean, oddly enough, I did today, tonight, but I don't talk sex stuff, like, I'm at the club. You have a hour's worth of masturbation material. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I truly believed that. I wish I but I, but, uh, you know, I'm going to try that now in, in yeah. Omaha. <laughs> no, it'll work. But I, you know, I don't, I'm not a sex guy. Like, it's not my right. thing. Mine's always been drugs and alcohol. Right. So, like, if, if there was a Me Too against drugs and alcohol, I would be fucking on the front page of, like, whoa, he drinks how right. much on a plane? So, those are my secrets. But, like, I'm not the guy that's, like, ever, try, I've never tried to hit on a girl comic, ever. Right. Um, But it's, I do notice, like, now you see guys almost, like, uh, someone said it the other day. They're like, "Oh, seriously? If you don't think you can talk to a woman, you're out of your fucking mind." I understand it. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Well, the the the, the one part of it I will say is that there's kind of this weird. If you're gonna ch- change the rules at some point, like as as we've you know every movie up until just recently, everything has been sort of this one way. And all of a sudden it's like it changed and it should change. And, you know, I love that it's changing and that, you know, women are getting, you know, more respect and all that shit. 
But it's like there is this weird like educational component that nobody fucking addresses where it's like I don't understand why if uh, you can't voice what's happening to you in the moment of like you hitting on me and me saying like you know what dude that's weird and uncomfortable for me and then you know that that's a weird and uncomfortable thing to do and not to do it anymore and so you're not going to do it to someone else but instead it feels like instead of me saying that i i no longer am expected to have a voice that i now go and say it to other people or online or my Facebook page or I publicly address it so that you can get in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like, wouldn't it be like, I mean, obviously for some things it should be big and it should get in trouble, but wouldn't it be easier for me to just be like, dude, yeah, this is not cool. Whatever you think this is. And then if you keep doing it, then obviously that's something else too. Yeah. But, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's an, I think it's interesting that um, people can't like uh like norm got in trouble for talking about it right i find that fascinating is that like just to talk like when me, like, the thing about norm is that norm has been on this weird sexist kick for a little while and it's not like a new thing but it's like it's like but why does it have to go from norm being the greatest comedian to like now people are like he was never funny you know and, I, I, and he's like this thing it's like Okay, so now we just know a little bit more about him. Now we're like, okay, so he is a fucking idiot. I don't know. I, I, I've been a fan of his his inter- Apparently, they've never watched his internet, the Norm show on online on YouTube. He, he Norm really is a funny person, but I also yeah. think that he's got some f- fucking weird old school ideas well, about it, shit. Yeah, I don't think he's. But also, it, it's like I don't, I don't think anyone will ever say Norm's woke. No. I no. think that, but it's like it's like Matt Damon came out and played Brett Kavanaugh. Now Matt Damon had been accused of I was insensitivity. Say that. Wasn't he part of that like triangle of filth? It was that a they weird were... casting. Because <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like, I get it. You're looking for famous people to, to be on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Why would he agree to it? Yeah, it feels well, like you're asking for people to be like, okay, uh, Matt Damon was a big uh, supporter of Casey Affleck, who raped girls allegedly, paid yeah. them off, whatever. I mean. Oh, you know what's crazy to me is uh, is the payoff doesn't count anymore. What do you mean? Oh, because like, like, oh, we paid you off to be quiet, and now and you now just everyone's say it like, anyway. oh, yeah, I'll tell you all about it. Who just who just got? Uh, uh, this is allegedly hardcore. Someone just told me about it today. But uh, Ronaldo, uh, is that right? The, the greatest soccer player in the world. I don't know. Uh, I don't know him either. I don't follow soccer, but this great soccer player apparently paid off a woman who claimed he apparently allegedly allegedly, allegedly. definitely allegedly because i don't know anything i don't know right. one bit of information about this but someone told me i'll tell you the person tom segura said that <laughs> ronaldo that guy ronaldo he's a big soccer player he's like the michael jordan soccer uh got accused of rape and paid the woman off and now the woman came out and was like oh yeah by the way that's what so like the she pe- she's suing him mm-hmm. for more money cristiano ronaldo cristiano ronaldo well what a, i mean I think things are things are never simple. Things are complicated, and the problem I think too is that it's like we live in this world where you're on one extreme or the other, and if you come somewhere in the middle, people are going to take whatever you say in the middle and put you on one extreme or the other. So, oh. you know, it's like uh, what's his name, um, Michael Ian Black, yeah, and you know, he's been a huge ally to the women's movement. You know, he's 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 writing books about how. You know, we, we we raise boys wrong, you know, whatever. And uh, then he said when Louis C.K. came back, he said, I know I'm going to get shit for this, but 
I think everyone deserves a second chance and, you know, kind of like gave him his blessing. Yeah. And people fucking came down on him. It's like he tweeted something the other day and somebody came back about Kavanaugh and he was like, oh, but Kavanaugh should get a second chance. <laughs> and he's like, okay. I mean, he's like, he can't get out of it now. It's like, because oh. he said something pretty moderate, you know, people yeah. should get a second chance in life. Pretty moderate. <laughs> and, and it's like, but then if you say something against, like if you push back a little bit against the left, the right takes it and then they make it like you're some kind of right wing. Look at Bonnie's saying this. Bonnie believes what we believe. And it's like, no, I don't want to be in your fucking camp either. And then yeah. if you say something, um, you know, against the right, then um, they, you know, call you a fucking whore and you get all this. There's no, there's no middle. And then now. I, then, you know, then people say, if you're not tweeting about this, I'm going to unfriend you because you should be like vocal people. Who, and it's like, oh my God, it's like, you can't. It's just a uh, I tweeted. I tweeted one thing. I go, can you imagine having to defend your high school yearbook? Yeah, quotes? <laughs> I know. And and I got into a huge fight. Not a huge fight. I, I, I rephrase that. I got into a argument that was very terse. With, right. I'm sure people. I'm sure the left was like, "You're on the wrong side of this, you piece of shit." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, hold on. I'm a comedian. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't. I'm not. I don't tweet politics. I don't right. like." And then like, and then the same day I tweeted something else and someone else, someone from the right attacked me. And I right. was like, yeah, if you're like, in the middle, it's the worst place to be because you get it from both sides. Yeah. And, and then I, someone, I said someone, uh, I don't talk about politics. And I do a solo podcast. I don't really talk about politics. Uh, you know, cause it's just, it's polarizing and I don't want, you know, I don't really yeah. care. And, and someone, one, some friend goes, you apparently don't read your comments, do you? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, they care that you don't mention politics. They care. And I was like, they're coming to the wrong fucking place. I watched the news just long enough to form an ignorant opinion. Right. Like, I don't know anything. And I, so the, the idea that I would, you'd be learning from me? Well, that's the other thing is like not, not everybody's voice should be equal. I don't deserve an uh, equal voice in politics. I don't pay attention to it. Right. So why should I, I just look at something like him defending, going, uh, what's the poot club? And he's like, flatulence, flatulence. Booth Club. <laughs> Why is he lying though? That's the thing. It's like it's it's. You what, know. I, what is the Booth Club? It's a you know, ass fucking. Yeah, but he wasn't fucking people in the ass, was he? No, but I think he was sixteen. Look at he was a dog. He, he was a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, say the one. Th the one thing I will say is that uh, I didn't like the way he behaved in that hearing as a potential Supreme Court justice. Yes, like, right. I was like, I'm like, I'll just be very candid. I don't. I personally don't know what happened i don't think i will say very vocally i say i don't think women have a reason to lie about rape i know that it has happened i know that the duke lacrosse kids were all wrongfully but, accused but let me let me do worst case scenario yeah. let's say she is lying let's okay. say she let's worst say let's say the the clintons fucking the, you know yeah, put, gave, you know gave her an island uh, somewhere and said okay after this is over you were going to move your family Ooh, get millions of dollars yeah um, but you got to take this guy down because this is at stake, Roe versus Wade. And, um, you know, why, like, it's, he's not going to jail. He's, he's like, I'm my, this is like ruining my life. It's like, look, dude, you're a judge. I bet you put fucking people in prison all the time that didn't do it, you know, for, for, for crimes they didn't commit. I never thought about that. It's a, I'm sure it's happening. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure there's some black guy in there for 27 years that you're. Oh, there's like a, gotta be. You know, I, I that is ruining that. your life. Basically what's going to happen to you is you should say, 
you're not getting the job at the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. Instead, you're you're still going to be a fucking judge. You're still going to have your riches. You're still going to have your family. You're still going to have everything. Yeah. You know. But he wants he he wants the highest thing ever. But if I mean, you could say if wrongfully accused, why shouldn't he be upset? That was what, it's just if wrongfully accused. If Yes, he should be upset that he's, I don't that think he's wrongfully accused. Yeah, I agree, but it's like, okay, so you're, people don't get shit all the time. I don't get shit for stuff that, you know, there's clubs that won't fucking book me because they think, you know, one club said I'm too dirty. Uh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. uh, shut the fuck up. People have shit happen to them that's unfair. It's like, Dang. I don't think you should be, you know, it's like, it's your life is not being ruined. In fact, from the fucking day you were born, you've had, you've been blessed all the way through. It sounds, right. like, sounds like a lot of his dreams have come true. Oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be fine. This is not, you know, and if he doesn't want the FBI investigating his other fucking misdeeds, which are probably real, which are political in nature. I will tell you, though. That's the shit that he doesn't want the FBI to find out about. And it's like, OK, then you should have fucking then you should have recused yourself or I don't know what the right word is. But if if he if he has a uh, if here's what I will say, if he did do that to that one girl and the booth clubs, anal sex and all that, then there are a list. It's like, it's like what we were saying with Louie. There's a list of girls that went, yeah, I'm fine with it. And didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. If you, you're not a single offender. Right. With that kind of stuff. He's, he's, he doesn't seem like he's a great guy, to be honest, that the Renate, <laughs> yeah. the, the, whatever it is, the Renate or the Renate club. Renata. The yeah, the, the, that everybody fucked the same girl yeah. alumni. It's like you're not, you're not a, you don't seem like a cool dude. You know, sh- do I think you should fucking go to prison? No, but that's not what's happening. That's not what we're saying. We're yeah. saying, hey, don't, don't be a fucking Supreme Court justice. I would like to. I would. I would definitely like my Supreme Court justice to have no, like everyone just go. Yeah, we all liked him. Well, I mean, it, and it's the people are saying it's all political. It is all fucking political. The whole yeah. fucking thing is political because it comes down to like these people want, um, you know, they're pro life and these people are pro choice, and it's a fucking huge well, that's deal. What, that's what crazy is crazy about it because I didn't realize this whole argument is not about sexual assault. It's about women's reproductive rights. Yeah, everyone is coming forward having been sexually assaulted because they are now fighting for women's reproductive rights. Right, and it feels like. You know, I, I mean, if you if if it's 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 it seems crazy to me that we're still living in a world where all these men are making decisions about if what happens to you as a woman is important or not. I think it is. I said to my wife the other day. I said I think it is kind of crazy that guys get to decide if it's, women have abortions. And she was like, like she's like, that's you know, but just so you know, yeah. that's a lot of what people are upset about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she was right. like, yeah, yeah, you haven't been reading anything? And I go, no, I just I just kind of came on that on my own. Like, that is kind of <laughs> fucked up. And she's like, yeah, 100%. Raina said, what if we said men weren't allowed to get um, treatment for t- testicular cancer? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if women had control over fucking Rogaine. Like, no, that's how... Oh. <laughs> I'd lose my shit. I'd be like, why do you get to pick if I get hair or not? Because that's how God wants it. They want you to not have hair. It's so it's it's been here. We are saying we don't. I don't talk politics, and then but I'm going like, oh, it is kind of fucked up that he did I this. Know. It is kind of fucked up that they're not. But I see both sides. I think part of the part of the flaw in this is that as a comic, I, I, I as a comic, I don't feel sorry for the guy. I approach everything from both sides. 
Like I look at both sides of the fence trying to right. figure out a joke. And right. so for anything in the news, I always look at both sides. But what does he lose versus what she's well, already I can, like? I can, all I can say is what people are saying listening to this and they're thinking if wrongfully accused, it's unfair. If I, I agree. Is, if, if, it's, if, yeah. it's, if it's if it's if it's if he's wrongly accused, if he's telling it's the truth, unfair. It's ridiculous. But he's lied about so many things. It just don't put him on the Supreme Court. There, done. Yeah. Move on. But they can't not have him on the Supreme Court because they they don't want to waste any more time because this is their fucking chance to oh, repeal yeah. Roe versus Wade. Is it really? This is it, baby. They could could they really repeal Roe versus Wade? One hundred percent. Do you realize what would fucking happen in this country? Yeah. Uh, women would have fucking, you know, it men's would, feet still on their necks. That's so fucking... <laughs> Say goodbye to equality. That's so crazy that there's a possibility of... Like, I'm not pro-abortion. I'm pro-choice, but I'm not pro-abortion. I'm pro-abortion. I'm pro, I, in fact, I think every woman should have at least one. <laughs> There, that was what Michelle Wolf said. Oh, she did. Oh, no, no, she said she goes. I think. Oh, no, she, I'm ripping off Michelle. Wolf. No, no, no. She, but her her abortion thing was very rough, and like like. Was like, that during the? No, she oh, didn't no, say it. no. But I think that was one of the oh. like it was. It's a video that if you go online, I watched oh, it, oh. and it is like so many negative comments. Oh like, yeah, so no, many thumbs I mean, downs. I mean, I do have the belief. I'm going to get negative comments for this. That um. Obviously, I don't think every woman should have at least one. I think they should have two. No, I think, um, like, even if you think, like, people think it's killing a person. Yeah. I still think it's okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I by, still the way, th- by the way, by the way, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> I still way, think I said that. I said that to someone one time. I'll tell you real. I'll tell you real. I said that to Whitney Cummings, and she and I go, I, go, I, I think, I definitely, I definitely, I'm like, I know that this is not popular, but I, I, I have a few things I go, no, I think that, I think that, I, I can't apologize for it, because I just think it, and I can't help it, but I'm cool with, I'm cool with abortion. I'm very cool yeah, with abortion. Yeah. I don't think I should have a choice about women's reproductive rights at all. I don't think I should have a say. Women should do whatever the fuck they want to do. I personally do believe it's killing a baby. I personally do. Yeah. I'm cool with killing a baby. I'm cool, I'm, <laughs> well, because you're like choosing one life over another. Yeah, in a I'm pro-choice. If that's I, what you believe, which I don't believe, but... I believe that I believe that we should kill people on death roll. I think we should kill more people in the prisons. <laughs> oh I my think, god! Yeah, I'm, I'm like well, I'm like yeah. I'm the worst at this. But I said <laughs> my my most probably the most uncomfortable part of a podcast I've ever had. And please disagree or agree with me, Halston. Is I said to Whitney what I just said to you, and Whitney went stone faced. Went I had an abortion when I was 15, and I went I don't totally agree with that. <laughs> like, I, well, why would I then? I don't understand why was she upset by that. Like, well, she just was like she doesn't believe it's she doesn't believe it's murder. Oh, so she's saying you're saying I believe it's murder and I think it's okay. So she was upset. That she goes. I, she goes. You don't really believe it's murder, and I go. Of course. Oh, I do. oh. Like, I, but I, but I, but but the thing is, is like, like I don't know. I just, I grew up, I grew up an all boys Catholic high school. I think you should be allowed to kill your kid until they're ten. So is that <laughs> is that extreme? That's not extreme. <laughs> That's not extreme at all. That's not. I feel like you should get that window to make up your mind. And what, and what, what, how does it tell go? And I believe you should be able to fuck your sister if she's really hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think, what time do you need to get out of here, by the way? I'm, I, my friend Liz said she was going to pick me up, so I don't know where she is, but um, I'm good still. What time did you, what was your heart? Okay. Um, I, cause I could talk to you for fucking hours. What, I, I, I know that we'll probably get a lot of flack for talking about abortion. Oh my not, God. I, we're going to get death threats. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I just, 
I here's the thing that I think which is I like, enjoy. That's the only way I can come. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten death threats. Have you ever gotten a death threat? Yes, and I I am so tired of like celebrities being like. Ah. I got a death threat. It's like, oh, if you've been on Twitter more than 15 minutes and you didn't get a death threat, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're doing on here. Yeah. Man. Like, what did you think? Because people want, people want to put out whatever crazy shit they want to put out and then they don't want any backlash. And it's like, well, you're talking to the masses, you fucking idiot who can talk back to you. Yeah. So, of course, people are going to disagree with you. And also people go, oh, the haters. It's like, just because someone's disagreeing with you doesn't make them a hater also. Yeah. You know, people... This is called exchanging ideas, you fuck nuts. Dalia had a great fucking. He's like, uh, I, I, you, I, do, I can't do it justice without doing Dalia the way he eloquently puts stuff. And he goes, "You made your fucking bed. <laughs> you made your bed." It's, but it's the it's fucking hilarious to think. Like I just, there's times that like something will come out in the news. I just won't tweet about it. I'll be like, I'll be like, Ooh, oh, I'll. I do. I definitely, I got a lot. If my fucking drafts folder accidentally went out there, boy, I'd be in Ooh, some I big wonder trouble. What's in my drafts folder. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak my drafts folder. Oh my I would never, God. I would never tweet it. Cause I, I'm not good at, I can tell you an opinion easier with my intonations. Yes. And not make it as rough as when you read it out of my voice and you're like, you're like, you but can you, beat any Asian on a foot race. Yeah. <laughs> You know what the thing is? Is Twitter's not a real thing. It's not a real place. No. It's made up. So all the things that you talk about on Twitter, like, you know, you can be on Twitter and you can be talking about cisgendered and, um, you know, even even this whole thing about, like, uh, you know, the Kavanaugh and stuff. And if you go out into the world, you go to Ohio and you start talking to your audience about it, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They don't, they're, those aren't the same people. I don't know what's, who's on Twitter that's so different. I guess because you're following just the same people or something. All I have in my draft folders yeah. are uh, tweets about my 600 pound life. <laughs> my daughters and I were really into that for a period of time. Oh my God. That's all. And I have one, I don't know what the, I don't know what the fucking thing is, but I have one thing about someone taking one bite. Yeah. And I've written oh. it five, five different ways. Oh, she's out front. She oh, yeah. Yeah. Just tell her. Yeah. yeah would you? Oh, okay. Thank you. I, I have, they're all about my 600 pound life and my belief that um, TLC is hypocritical because they, they, I guess they have two shows. One is my 600 pound life and yeah. one is, and so I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, pick a side, like. Oh, I'm one's just, like, you know, I lost all this weight or something. I don't know. I'm not certain what it is. I don't oh, know. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I, it said, here's the tweet. It's like, pick a, TLC, pick a fucking side. <laughs> and, and I, at the time I must've been working on travel channel. So I felt safe now. Uh, no, I'm not going back travel channel, but. Pick a side. Either obesity is gross or beautiful and should be celebrated. Oh. Oh, oh, they, ha oh. Sorry, uh, if anyone's listening. They have a uh, an obese woman who's living her life. Oh, right. I, I think I know which one. Yeah, and I, I enjoy the show, but then right after that, it was my 600-pound life, and they're right. like, they're gross. You gotta, get, you gotta yeah. get help. Yeah, and you're like, well, hold on. Either it's healthy or it's not healthy. Like this, My 600-pound life really should be called... Uh, 
this man's an enabler. My six hundred pound. By the way, the, the, why don't so, they do it on we, the the person? What is the person getting out of it that's bringing the food? Wait, like the, the it's always like a skinny I think a lot of times I think it's or, a disability check. I think it's a disability check. They're looking oh. to get a new tattoo. I've been obsessed with the tattoos that the my six hundred pound life boyfriends have. Yeah. Oh my god. There's like there's like a full blown one guy, and I couldn't stop. I was watching his tattoos, and I'm like, I'm sorry, is that like? Uh, Mickey Mouse and the Roadrunner on it. Like, who gets that sleeved on their arm? Right, right. Um, but that's. I mean, that's. She's not outside. She's not out there. She said, "Yes, I'm here." Uh, just go out and look for. Oh, it. found it. She said, "I found it." Found what? The house, I guess. Yeah. Um, I were obsessed What's your with. Address? Oh, you do want? You don't want oh to yeah, say but definitely fucking close call, Bonnie. <laughs> I just almost said it. Um, I'm we're obsessed with a show called Ninety Day Fiance. Will you just plug in? Just make sure she's at the right. Yeah. Oh, Ninety Day Fiance. I don't know anything about it except for I follow Yamanika on. Um, Is she into it? She's she posts stuff about it constantly. Um, 90 Day Fiance is basically um, guys who never learned big words, like <laughs> finding finding women who are trying to get into this country. Oh my and it god! Is just it's so depressing, hard, heartbreaking, and then or 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 it's black dudes who just got fresh out of some credit card scam, right? Meeting white women who are trying to get into the country. This one guy got. Uh, this woman proposed to this one Nigerian guy and it was so clear from his excitement that he had not shown any of this emotion all fucking day on their hike up to the top of this mountain. He had not shown any, any emotion whatsoever. When she said she, she didn't even like propose him to get married. She gave him an American flag and goes, you're going to America as opposed to go, will you marry me? Yeah, yeah. You're going to America. And he showed so much excitement. I went, oh my God, oh. How, this is a fucking huge red flag with stars yes. and stripes on it. <laughs> with stars and we stripes watched Say Yes to the Dress is our big one. Oh my God. My daughter's You, do you guys, Rain and I got into uh, I Shouldn't Be Alive. You ever watch those? No, oh no, because that'll God. keep Isla up for, we watched, one time we watched uh, Monsters Inside Me. And Isla's I like, don't know what that is. Uh, it's people who get bit by a, an insect or something. Oh and it God, lives no, inside I don't. Them. I can't. That's horrible. And Isla starts spinning out of control. Oh yeah, wakes yeah. up in the middle of the night. I'm pretty sure there's black widow oh, spiders in my Raina bed. Raina too. She's she's got that thing where she like she thinks that any bad thing that she's ever seen or heard. She's like, could that happen to me? Is that going to happen to me? I What's this lump on me? Is that a spider yeah. laid an egg? In oh me? oh, you know? spider laid an egg. Isla gets bit by spiders. Maybe a hundred times a day. And that's all she's got is spider bites. Dad, I got four or five, five spider bites. And I'm like, no one gets fucking spider bites, Isla. <laughs> yes. She got in bed with me last night. She was like, she was like, uh, she came with her headgear and she goes, uh, it's really quiet in my room. <laughs> I was like, do you need to get in bed with me? She's like, would you mind? I go, come on. And then I was like. Isn't it great though waking up with your kid, like looking over and seeing them sleeping? What the hell is going on? Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I have no, she said be there in five, so I don't know where she was. She might be getting a coffee. Um, I got a fucking. She said I just talked to Terry at this address. Who's okay. Terry? Oh my god! How much you want to bet she's in the bedroom with my daughter, <laughs> and they're reading her her fucking tarot cards. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she when did your me. wife get back? Uh, next Tuesday. I leave. I leave though. 
to go on a cruise. When uh, uh, so I'm going on a Cowhead's cruise with Bobby. Oh my! Yeah, and I'm not drinking. Oh yes, you're doing sober October again. Yeah. Sober Are you excited October. about that? Uh, I think I bit off more than I could chew. <laughs> uh, sobriety is one thing. When we but last a cruise year, it was very is another thing. I'm doing a cruise. And I, and we our challenges were it's wearing just boring, these. right? Uh, no, no, we're doing a challenge now. We did fifteen hot yogas last time. We're doing a challenge this this time where we all wear these heart trackers and find out who burns the most calories throughout the month. And so I got super cocky uh, with Joe today, and was like, and I we scheduled out like we get a belt. The person who wins the most burns the most calories gets a belt, like a legit championship belt. And I was like, I'm going, I, I don't think I'm gonna lose. I think I'm gonna beat you. And Joe was I saw something in Joe's eyes that actually scared me. And at one point I said it, he looked at me and I looked away. Like he's like he goes I've, you got to hear, I, I'm fucking up the audio of what he said because if you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. But he goes, you understand, man, this is my skill set. This is what I'm, uh, this oh, is what, this is my uh, strength. And he posted this, this fucking picture. He just texted us this picture of himself today. Look at this and tell me if this doesn't look fucking intimidating. Oh my God. All he's texting because you get points for your workout. And he goes, he wrote, I plan on looking like a fucking superhuman. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> Joe. Oh, damn. No shit, right? I don't know. But you know what? It, it, what kind of diet is he on? Because even guys that look like that, they can have heart attacks if they're eating all meat. This, Joe's got 19 different doctors. Oh, he's Damn it. I don't have any I luck. I guess he's not going to have a heart attack. I know. That was my only, my only prayer is that he gets injured really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my I'm god! Looking for like so, a t- so what are you gonna do? What's I gotta your work plan? out tonight? I gotta feed the girls and work out again tonight. I gotta do two days to beat them. So on the cruise, I'm gonna plan on running. I'm gonna try to run about 48 miles on the cruise. Yep. So it's like a four day cruise. So I figure if I break it up in 13 mile increments, right, right, and just right. bang, 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 bang every day, just heart rate monitor on and go, guys, I'll be back in two hours. I'm gonna run 13, and then just, just, just try to fucking. Thirteen miles in two hours is a pretty good fucking that's, that's pace. About, yeah, that's I did a half marathon. I about that. Wow. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure people can fact check that and go. Bert actually it was two hours and thirteen minutes. I did it with Jim Florentine. You never heard that story? No. Oh, I did it with Jim Florentine. We were in Tampa. I said, "Hey, I'm running the St. Pete half marathon. Do you want to do it with me?" And Florentine's like, "I don't, I don't really run, but yeah, I'll do it." So he just bought all new clothes, came out and ran with me. And we ran, he ran six miles and he's like, I gotta take a shit. So he goes into Hilton, takes a shit and then jumps back into the race. Fucking skipped like six miles and jumped in the last like 50 yards oh, oh. and ran. And then as they were doing the awards, we're like, and for males, 50 and over, uh, dot, 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 James Florentine. No, he's like, he's like no. I fucking placed. But he's like, <laughs> you lied, have a chip right? On. You have a chip on. No, he didn't lie. He just did. He wanted to go finish the race oh. and go get a beer. So he's like, he wasn't trying to cheat. He was just oh, like, oh, oh shit. And so he just tried. He was like, I just want to meet up with Bert and get a beer. He's got to be done by now. Right, right. But he finished the race in like an hour thirty. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, he went into a Holiday Inn and had breakfast there. <laughs> went and took a shit and then jumped back into the race and finished and placed. Oh my yeah. god. So my only hope is that I'm gonna tour. He took jo- that away from someone. Joe's got his special coming out on. Netflix, so he's going to be promoting that. Right. He does What's two it called? podcasts. Uh, it's I called Strange Times. Right, right. Strange it's got he's got like all this shit going on. So and he does these these hour long explosive workouts, like 
legit right next level my goal is to just do four hours a day and just outwork him slowly my god just outpace him slowly he said he's gonna try to kill me he's like i'm gonna try to break you and i was like I who else is doing this me fucking tom Segura, and ari ari's already like i'm already coming in last place do counts do Ari count? seems like he could do pretty good he's not he doesn't work out he doesn't care to work out he's, he's like he does yoga my body's stuff. perfect my body's perfect the way it is he's he only did yoga with us he is okay. he look, he's in great shape yeah. physically but uh and tom is tom's no threat you don't have to worry about tom he was asking he was like hey bunny's in town this weekend this week and part of me was like oh you should have her on the podcast do you want to play tennis tom <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <laughs> when you guys were like we're the number one comedy couple in, in the business i thought that was fucking hilarious we're always trying to get a comedy couple to, to take us on in tennis because rich and i play tennis really you know we haven't played much this year but um we uh in the past every night that he's around we would go play tennis and uh we got pretty good we're very competitive with one another so we want to be on the same team for once Ooh! against a comedy couple i don't think you're gonna get christina out playing tennis anytime soon she doesn't no she just she that's not her i don't think i, I when i christina is in she just had a baby but she her first baby lost weight immediately i think she's good with diet and stuff i think she's good with working out but she's not like a fucking out there break of sweat i right. couldn't be wrong though well natasha and moshe i guess who are the comedy couples natasha moshe christine and tom you and rich that's it that's it aaron berg and christine is, oh yeah uh um, oh, there was. Sam. Oh, oh, you know who uh, is a uh, um, what the fuck is his name? Uh, ah, Joe List. Oh yeah, Joe List and his and uh, Sarah Tolomash. Is that his last name? Uh, I know it's Sarah. You know, oh, whatever. You know, we're Do you, we we were one of the first ones to really. You really were one of the first ones in my book. Well, I guess Lynn and Mitch. Oh yeah, Lynn and Mitch. Yeah. God damn them. Um, does uh do do you feel like when you guys when something happens in the house and it's a funny thing, do you guys ever go, uh, that's me or that's that's you? That's so works in your act. Very very few times that's really? happened. He he does do, he definitely does more personal. Uh, a lot of times I'll I'll say hey you should do this this yeah. would work for you i think um and sometimes he'll say something that i'll that he doesn't know is funny and then i'll just take it oh he doesn't know joe and tom have been really good at when i said because i don't know i'll say things i don't know is funny and joe and tom are always like that's a bit right and i'm like nope and they're like okay that's a bit yeah like i did the one i I told them one time i was like i i didn't know that Anne frank and helen keller were this i thought they were the same person (laughs) and they were like you're fucking joking right today i just said to joe i said insane he goes he was asking me how i write because i i I already wrote a new hour from my last one yeah like six months and so he's like how do you write well yeah but I, i write very quick and once i turn my brain on for writing like once i'm like oh yeah it's a, it's an open palette. Like right. let's just do this. Right. I really bring in material almost too quickly. Right. Like and I can I can really sell something. But you're a sell- salesman too, yeah. so yeah, you can. Uh, I can I can finesse a bit. I can have a great great bit and not make it work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, can, I am the opposite. I can fucking 
Yeah. That I, would... I can take a bit that is very mediocre and make it destroy. Right, right. And so it's like, it's it's a little bit of like, it's it's almost like a, a, a bad talent to have. Because what I should do is what Chris Rock does and go up and speak it. Because Chris Rock can sell a fucking turd. Yes, right. He right. can sell a turd. He by does just... a thing where he, he never enters into a joke unless he's sure every single person in the audience understands the setup. Yeah. So he'll do the setup three, four, five. He doesn't care how many times he has to do that fucking setup. He'll just keep repeating it till he's sure every yeah. fucking person knows. You got it? Now we can move on to the punchline. The punchline or the premise I, he said... Like, what do you mean? And I said, well, like, I don't know. I just bought a gun for a bit. Like, I wanted to have a bit about owning a gun. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, is that how you start it? And I go, I go, no. I, I, and I haven't been able to have, find a way to get into the bit. Right. And I went, oh, that is a good way to get in the bit. And he's like, dude, that, you bought a fucking gun so you could write a bit about it? And I was yeah. like, yeah. So my friend Lynn is like that. She she says oh the my God, I thought that was funniest Lynn, my daughter, fucking Georgia. shit. Oh, okay. Georgia, this is Bonnie. Hi. Bonnie, this is Georgia. Georgia, can you walk them back here? Okay, oh. Halston will do it. Okay. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> George, George. Come in for here for a second. Watch this, watch this. This is how organized my daughter is. I know what you were about to say. What? We'll say it on the count of three. When I said, George, come in here for a second, you went, on the count of three, we'll say what I thought you were going to say. One, two, three. I have homework. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you're so... What? Homework and laundry and dinner. Ooh, wow. You're making dinner? What are you making? I don't know. Mom's going to make spaghetti. You're making spaghetti? I'm going to. You don't want me to? No, that's totally fine. I was going to get pizzas. Okay, do that. Is that easier? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Are you really doing laundry? Yeah. Did you already start the... the, I did. You started the pasta? No, I pasta the laundry. Okay. Would you rather pasta or pizza? Pizza. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Um, hey, can I ask you a question? When we told you about Santa Claus, did you really know? Uh, yeah. For real? Yeah. For real? Yeah. What may? Hey, Lynn, how you doing? Great. Lynn, this is my daughter, Georgia. Hi. Hi, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Homework? Well, you look like you're really excelling at it. You really knew, George? You sure? Yeah. Ah, the, the joke's did, did on Isla you. Know? Did Isla know? I don't think she did, but because in your video, like, don't watch it. Oh, no, in your video, there was like, there was like elves in the back, but they were all the same elf. Oh, so what she's talking like, about is one one year they tried to. You, don't ever say that you knew it because of the video. Oh. Don't, no, I knew it they, also they because I had a better idea. Phones. I was like, why don't we point it at the chimney? And you're like, no, don't do that. She, they put a GoPro on top of the chimney to catch Santa yeah. one year. That's hilarious. And so I went in and I went in and I, with my, with a, I, I spliced it out. I walk, I let it roll and then walked in, spliced that out in, in photos in iMovie and grabbed the GoPro, right? Jumped down with a bunch of bells on. Shing, shing, shing. Had a flashlight hit around. Had a mitten on. Grabbed the GoPro. Turned it around. And then walked around. And I then I showed it to them. And when I showed it, Georgia was like, is this real? And my dad was like, buddy, you might have just fucked up your daughter. 
but you knew from that video. Don't tell me you yeah. knew from that video. No, I was like, well, it was kind of weird how like he had just gone to bed and then he just came. And I was like, that's a little weird. I'm not buying it. And I'm then like the it. elves all looked the same because they were all kind of like bouncing at the same time. This was when she was 12. When I was five, my dad didn't even tell me that God existed. So. Oh, Georgia doesn't believe in God. She just said that to me in the car the other day. <laughs> I think that's smart. All right, we should probably wrap this up. We should wrap this up and we'll feed my daughters. Um, Georgia, I'll be in in a sec, baby. So wait, what What didn't we cover, I feel like? The, we have to talk about the Voss Roast. Because, oh my God. Because he oh my God. lose his mind if I came and did this podcast without hey, talking doors? about it. It's hot as fuck in here. I was trying to look for some fans. Hey, um, Halston, help her. So... So go to go to helper. go to vossroast.com. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For the so, greatest roast in history. So so the the roast is uh, this was 2 years ago on his 60th birthday. Yes. You ago, yeah. you at the Black Pussycat? It was at the Village Underground. Village Underground. You put on a roast. It was Colin. He asked me what did I said, "What do you want for your birthday?" And he said, "A roast," which that's only rich would like make someone go so uh, you know, I, yeah. a couple of years earlier, I threw him this huge surprise birthday party on a New York rooftop with all his friends. That was pretty good. And, uh, you know, he was like, eh. <laughs> you know, once in a lifetime thing, you think yeah. he'd be like, no, no, listen, hun, you've done enough already. No. Um, I want a roast and then a big party after. And so I planned this whole roast, asked all his friends to do it. They agreed. He goes, um, can you televise it? I was like, what am I, a fucking executive? I, you know. So I found a production company. They came in. They filmed it. And, and uh, edited it. It's fucking yes. awesome. And then... Uh, I was there. I just happened to be in New York that day. And I went down and sat in the in the hallway. Right, because it was right after Skankfest, which I think you were on Skankfest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was absolutely great. And you filmed the whole thing and put it out as you need to get that. No. Is that your daughter? No. Who is it? That's my husband. Oh, answer it right now. Answer oh. it and put him on. All right. Hello? How did they go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with Bert right now. We're talking about Voss Roast. Are you on the air? You're doing this podcast now? Yeah. Oh, well, I heard it was pretty good. It was a pretty good roast. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great roast, Rich. It was fabulous. This is amazing that... Uh, that you get to do Burt Kreischer's podcast and I get uh, to get on the air. But I'm finishing up watching Ozark right now. Uh, it's amazing. All right. Last, okay. Uh, 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 I have nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, it was awesome. And you released that on... Uh, on Vimeo because... Uh, there was some content in there we didn't want to have to cut out. I did end up cutting out some of the stuff, especially from my set. It seemed a little, you know. I did a joke about uh, that bombing at Ariana Grande's concert. <sighs> that, in retrospect, I was like, oh, it might have been a little rough. <laughs> um, so um, there was a couple things we cut out, but I, you know, I didn't want those guys to feel like they had to to water down their. Yeah. Stuff. So it's on. Uh, it's, it's so we put it on Vimeo and 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 it's done fucking amazing. Is it free on Vimeo? It's not. It's five dollars to rent, ten dollars to own. But you should own it because yes. it's worth watching twice. Lynn's over here doing kettlebell swings now. Yes. Okay. Enough. 
and oh, thank uh, you. So it's like Jim Florentine, Jim Norton. Um, who else was Big on? Big J, it? Uh, Colin, Voss, Louis J. Gomez, Louis J. Gomez, Judy Gold. Yeah. It, it was, was it was all the basically pretty much the, the tough best crew. roasters in the world. It was the best. Yeah. It was uh, it was amazing. Yeah. I still one of my favorite lines. I think Big J said, uh, uh, "Jim Norton's mom was a librarian. His dad was a pond turtle." <laughs> <laughs> I don't see. That's the thing. It's like I don't even remember some of these jokes when we were doing the edits. So I would start laughing because I, I was fucking there. But I mean, I was drinking pretty heavily that night. But. Uh, it's great. It, so it's, how can people get it? Oh, and, and Bobby Kelly. Bobby Kelly was so fantastic yeah. on it. So go to VossRoast.com or you can go to Vimeo and search up Voss Roast. It really is. If you're a comedy fan, it's well worth it. Yeah. It's super. I, I, I posted, it's not. It's nothing like the Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. It is. Bullshit. It's, it's fucking awesome. It's like awesome. a real underground. I think roast. Anthony was there from Opie and yes, Anthony. Yes. Yeah. Keith, was, Keith wouldn't get on stage. Right. There's a lot of heckling and people you know dealing with the, the people in the audience and stuff there's a lot yeah. of comics in the audience that were you know i was dying laughing and i was perfectly high and perfectly drunk and i was in that little back corner by the stairs right and i was fucking doubled over it was such a funny fucking roast ah uh, i was glad you were there and then and then do, so do you have any interest in doing any more documentaries any? i want to do more documentaries i want to do uh i'm working on um another movie right now i have something in the works with somebody that hopefully i can you say. did the movie with nikki glazer right i did a, sh- uh, a short film with nikki glazer that i have a couple meetings this week about so really? fingers crossed and uh um yeah and i keep you know i just keep writing and directing stuff and and um you know i just i love it so much i just i keep reminding myself that at some point i have to get paid for stuff like i always forget like i write jokes for my friends you know for their roasts and things that they do and you know they offer to pay me and i'm always like no it's fun i don't i love doing it but then at some point i should just get paid (laughs) yeah i don't know if it comes from afar but here, talk towards this microphone. I think I, it may be a lot easier. This is Lynn Shawcroft. I'm just going to pop in for a second. Hey, I'm Lynn, and this is no bias. I almost was going to go get a law degree to sue a certain network because buying isn't on the roasts, but shadows of her are. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. Fucking Lynn. Lynn, Lynn <laughs> believes I should be all over TV. Thank God someone cares about me. Well, um, I appreciate you doing this. I, Thank I, you for I having me. Love I you. love I you. You're fucking and awesome. you're the best. I had so much fun talking about our kids. Yeah, me I had too. So much fun talking you're about the our dad kids. comic. That's what I heard. <laughs> now you're gonna see me go. Yo, yeah. Oh fuck me. <laughs> you're doing great. And your podcast is called My Wife Hates Me. Uh, so everyone, go check it out. When are you doing your? When are you gonna do a special? I don't know. I wait till someone tells me. Tell, so it points me to the stage, I'll do it. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bonnie McFarlane. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.